At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Diosa And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Greetings. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. Maybe we should just fight like they do on Radio Row now at the Super Bowl. Hey! Hey! Hey, we should fight because we need attention! Hey! Maybe that should happen. I like organic fighting. Okay. I like when it's legitimate. That sounds like an like actual this, thing. This sounds like it was a WWE scripted thing. Unfortunately, John McClain had to be sitting there in the middle of it, looking around like, what the hell am I being... Part of he fought. He fought Hans Gruber. It was a very difficult. No, well, thing. I, I don't His think he took him on here. I think that's they're waiting for the sequel. 
on that one. But th- this just smacked of a you know, Rick Flair, Flick, you Rick suck, Flair with a guy in a headlock going, all right, get up and walk you, around the ring. You, you. You're awful, Harmon. You're terrible. <laughs> ah! I get told that by my kids every oh. day. You got to come stronger. That's nah, true. That could happen that way. So right, apparently- I mean, that's that's not getting <laughs> raising my ire and getting me out of my seat and dropping uh, expletives or acting the fool on Radio Row. You got to go a little harder than that. All right. Well, I, I will say I do enjoy your phrase "organic fighting" because I think that sounds like a TV show. Like if I was scrolling on. DirecTV going through and seeing all the different channels, and I saw organic fighting, I would say, okay, that's probably a real show. Well, it's a man's battle between the prepackaged items at the grocery store and wanting to eat organic. <laughs> Thinking about his wallet and, and wallet versus waste. Organic fighting. How's that? And, okay. well, I like that. I like organic because I now it also sounds very green. Yeah. There is also... Like I can't say it's really anything organic, but certainly what's going on tonight with C.J. McCollum has been nothing short of legendary. The Trailblazers lead the Bulls at halftime right now, 67-44. C.J. McCollum has 32 points at halftime. But here's the thing. He had 28 points at the end of the first quarter. Got him right where they want him. Slacker. Exactly. He was on pace for 112 points. 112 points after the first quarter. Why wouldn't they just let him keep shooting? I I, I do enjoy that you're trying to beat me down over what the Bulls are doing, I, and there's I level of sucking I here. I didn't say they Where, were playing. No, no, the Bulls. no, no, no. That's exactly what you're doing. No, I you're trying. To... You're not celebrating the exploits yes, of C.J. McCall. Sure, we you're are. trying to take the cartoonish anvil to the back of my head. Meanwhile, we've got this. Syracuse, though, in a position to hurry. Inbound to Howard. Four seconds. Three races across the timeline. Tries to lean into Alvarado. His three is off the mark, and that'll do it. Georgia Tech ends up leading wire to wire tonight, and they end that four-game losing streak. The final score tonight for McCain is Georgia Tech 55, Syracuse 51. Oh, wasn't even close, huh? Uh, I think McCollum's going to have more points tonight than Syracuse had in the game. Most likely. 51 for Syracuse. I watched a streak of paint dry when I got here to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, All right. and it was far more entertaining than that or the effort put yes. forward by your New York Knicks, who got beaten by 30. I had, I had the Knicks 30. 30, but I had the Knicks in 31. So then you hit it big time. Well, if you bet it in, in game and were able to get plus 31, then you're a winner. Uh, so Syracuse is heading to the NIT. Because Georgia Tech stinks out loud, and Syracuse never led against Georgia Tech. Never led. The Knicks scored 73 in a pro basketball game. Not in three quarters. You'd think, oh, 103-73. Boy, they're getting killed going to the fourth quarter. No, nope, no. Nope. That was four quarters. Four quarters for the Knicks. Yeah, even Tom Brady's laughing at those fools. <laughs> He's cackling like a madman. I uh, love it. But McCollum at halftime, 32 points for the Blazers in 17 minutes. 13 out of 17 from the floor, 4 to 5 from three-point range. Blazers lead the Bulls 67 to 4. Sorry, 67 to 44 at halftime. Plenty of stuff from the Super Bowl tonight. We got a crazy story from Tom Brady coming up. We'll keep you posted on the night for CJ McCollum as well. But the day after the Alex Smith trade, dominoes have fallen 
throughout the National Football League. A shocking story last night. We spent most of the show talking about it. Alex Smith getting traded to the Redskins, signing a four-year, $71 million contract extension with Washington Redskins. And now it turns to what's going to happen for Kirk Cousins. Well, don't worry, because Radio Row today, Von Miller made the rounds telling everybody, including our own JT the Brick, uh, Kirk Cousins should be in Denver. You think Kirk Cousins is the good choice with all the other free agent opportunities out there? Uh, you know, I, 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 I want Kirk Cousins. You know, um, I can say that. But, you know, our organization is uh, ran by a Super Bowl championship quarterback. Yes. John Elway, he's going to make the right decision for not only uh, the team, but for the whole organization. He's made championship decisions before, and they've uh, brought us all the way into this point, so I don't expect to, to see a change. So there's Vaughn Miller saying, yeah, you know, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love. Yeah, of course you'd love Kirk Cousins. He did that, C.J. Anderson, yeah, I think everybody. had a sandwich yeah. board that he was wearing around Radio well, Row. What did I tell you last Giant night? picture of him on there. It's going to come down to the Jets and the Broncos. The Broncos will come over the top and break the Jets' hearts. They're coming over the top already with let's go get Kirk Cousins, let's get Kirk Cousins, let's get Kirk Cousins. But let me throw this out there. As much as you know, I like Kirk Cousins, I think, more than more than most people do. The Broncos have to go get him because they can't go through the draft. They can't tell their team again, hey, we got another guy coming. No, no, no. We waited for Paxton Lynch. He stunk. All right? We waited. We got Brock Osweiler back. You drafted him. No, he stunk. Trevor Simeon, you drafted him. A, it was unexpected. But he rose up. And now he stinks, and now we have He's nobody. He's a placeholder. He's, He's not a, your 16-game right. no. starter. He's but, a guy to bridge you for a month. But it's hard to have him on the roster when you're bringing in somebody else to start because he was the starter not too long ago. Last year, he got phone calls for the Pro Bowl a year ago. I mean, come How about on. that? Yeah, buddy. 17-7, he got phone calls for the Pro Bowl. But why, why do you got to mock it? I'm just saying 17-7. 17-7 Syracuse- is a nice Syracuse touchdown is to interception ratio. You, you Two-plus? You'll take it. You better know, better ratio than any of your quarterbacks seven, have seen nah. in a million years. I, I, I think Jared Jack you. is seventeen and seven. I mean, it's just any time seventeen and seven is generic any in any sport. Seventeen and seven is generic in football. It's worth a lot of money Touchdowns in both those sports, though. Seventeen and seven is generic in basketball for points and rebounds and points and assists. All right, it's it's generic. It's absolutely generic. Seventeen and seven. That's well, unless you know. 17 and 7 year year and a half record in the NFL that's fine. Okay, 7 and 9 7. But you have to go with Kirk Cousins because you need somebody to come in who is and is still an ascending quarterback that's going to do well with weapons and getting some more oomph on his passes in mile high, it's going to be great. You have to go get him because you can't say no. Trust me, I know the rookie we're going to get. But here's my warning about Kirk Cousins. This is the one thing about Kirk Cousins that always talks from going, boy, this guy could be a superstar. Mentally, I don't know if he's strong enough. Because when things are going well, he's great. And he's fired up and he's four touchdowns and 300 yards or three and one in a week and it's great. But when he doesn't have things going his way, he struggles. He struggles and has horrible games. How is he 18 for 39 against the Lions? You know, games like that is what Kirk Cousins does. He's not been able to be an, a consistent enough quarterback. And I wonder mentally, can he deal with that? Now, you're going from, boy, the pressure being a starting quarterback in the NFL, but Washington never really wanted you, so you know how much pressure were you really under? Now, wherever you go, you are expected to be the savior. 
He's expected to walk into Denver if Denver gets him, and Denver's going to be in the Super Bowl. He's expected to walk in and have the Jets in the playoffs his first season. Is he somebody that's going to respond to that? That That's the big question because that's the big I don't know. That's the big boy. I love Kirk Cousins, but now in the spotlight of a thousand suns is going to be on him, I don't know that Kirk Cousins is someone to say, yeah, through good times and bad times, I'm going to be even keeled. We're going to fight through the bad. That's my big question about Cousins. Well, he can't be expected to be the savior with the Jets. The tabloids. Now everybody the, can. Everybody's no, 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 no. You, you may have a bunch of people that decide that that's the angle they're going to try to force down people's throats. But, but, what but, talent do you but, have but, on that roster? Let me, Your let me number one you. receiver is going to be in jail. Here's the Okay? <laughs> Your number one receiver is going to jail. Here's so other so than the... The back of the fish rag. Here's here's how this is why coming to the Jets, you're a hero. Picture the Jets as the cabin in a horror movie where all the teenagers oh, are getting killed. Right? Picture that. You're back you're back that. in this again. Picture, There's the land that. shark ready. <laughs> land shark. Hey, how you doing? Oh So picture the cabin as where as the Jets, where all the teenagers are getting killed by the by the mass killer. By Jason or my whoever it is. Whoever comes and knocks on the door that's not the killer is a hero. You're going to come save us. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's a guy trying to sell you Amway or if it's a guy who's, you know, selling knives door to door and the guy says, oh, thank you very much. I'm going to take those knives and kill these people. Could be Left Shark. Anybody. Well, uh, he, he missed the choreography. That's yeah, Left sure. Shark is tough. No, I, I get it. That, but that, that, that's the expectation. That's, that's who Kirk Cousins. There, that's there's anybody be, who comes no, to New but York. There, that's a lot of dopes that don't realize there's still a ton of things missing from that team to be competitive. And by the way, Brady's still waving at you. Whether he's got one hand or not, he's still still going, hey, you, you come, and, come and take it. And then Tannehill, in theory, is back and, and ready to roll with, with the Dolphins. And uh, Buffalo may flip a coin to decide whether they keep Tyrod Taylor around <laughs> as you go through because that seems like Heads. that's his fate right. there. So like he, so he's two-faced now. Oh, it's, it's, un- it's unfortunate. Stays around. I mean, they, they took all of the offense that he had and they got rid of it. They were either on the Rams or you had Goodwin, who suddenly became a pretty good wide receiver for the 49ers. But for Kirk Cousins, going to the Jets, anybody that's putting expectations year one, they're just kidding themselves. They're just trying to set people up to but I'm not have saying the it's realistic. And, I'm not saying it's realistic. Torches. Just like I wouldn't expect a guy going up and saying, hey, if you would like to buy your products from this one place, uh, you come in, we're all bloody, someone's killing all of us. You're still expecting that guy to be the hero. I, I always like that your go-to is the Gavin in the woods. Ah, I have to go as to the that. guy standing there in the overalls, and you telling the him what's going on. That's no, pretty good. That, that's that's what I it, do in Denver. Like I said, it's in, not realistic. In but Denver, obviously, think. it makes sense because you've got a defense built. You've got your wide receivers signed. Anderson had a nice rebound year, so you say, okay, we plug him in, and, and we can play. And now Patrick Mahomes takes over one of the teams in the division. So you're thinking maybe they take a step back. You've got the Chargers and sidearm slinging Phillip Rivers another year on the calendar that maybe you can get him. Although Keaton Allen, Justin Frostberg's guy, was all over Radio Row telling everybody he was, he was the top wide receiver. Frostberg was Frostberg had all his. He kept calling the radio stations on Radio Row after Keenan Allen would come on to give his stats. Oh, he was on his phone. He was yeah. sending these. No, I was actually giant. there just uh, with a big sign behind him. Oh, there you go. I like that. Just we'll to get you walk up and, stats. up and down the boulevard doing that. Here they are. <laughs> but then immediately, the, the third team in the in this whole dance, right? It, keep keep bringing up Jacksonville and how brilliant they are. And all. Can I, I, I'm going to say it like I did yesterday. They're a bunch of bum slayers. 
okay? All but four of the teams they played finished in the bottom half of scoring in the NFL, including such uh, luminaries as the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals and the Indianapolis Colts twice, okay? You had Keep the Steelers. Going. They Keep gave going. up 27 to the Rams. Keep going. Gave up 17 to the Chargers. Keep going. And, and Baltimore somehow finished as a top-10 offense, which shows you where offense was going this year because people in Baltimore wanted to put Joe Flacco in a box and ship him out of town. So you had four games against t- upper-division scoring offenses this year. So telling me how great their defense is, sure, they're a bunch of sacks, and, and some of those numbers look really, really good. But they beat a bunch of bums. And you know who beat them? You know who beat them? You know who beat them, Jets, yo. One of their wins. So, so, so talk about that. They gave up 23 to the Jets. So take that as the other destination for Kirk Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. As always, if you miss any of the show, you can download the best of. Go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app. Get whatever you want, whenever you want it. iHeart Radio app, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com. It's all there. Coming up next, Tom Brady versus time versus a dog. What may be <laughs> the best story out of Super Bowl week. Coming up next on Fox. I hate that song. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. I hate that song. Tonight, Me too. Joe. Me too, Bill. Oh, come on. You don't like the Baja men? Explain no. it to Why? Me. They need money. Come on. They did this song and they're collecting. I don't begrudge them their royalties. I'm just not paying them. That's what, on you. What if you and I did a song called Who Let the Muskrat Out? Oh, we're not you know what? muskrats. Well, we would. No, no, we want to. No, it's part of the. Uh, look, Lent's coming up. It's part of the Lenten meal and no, traditions not, no, in, no, in, no, in no, Michigan. The loser goes in the Michigan. Fire. The losers. Not in other words, on the other end of that done. bullet, we're going into the fire. Can't take it back. Listen, there's no such thing as muskrat season. Look at, muskrat, look at Muskrats are a Lenten delicacy for some in Southeast Michigan. Wow, that's a real news story you got there on your It computer. is, yeah, from I mean, MLive.com. That's I mean, legitimate. On vacation, Jason. I No, I've never had one. I just. Uh, I think you're lying. No. I think you doth protest too much. I just drive by Dompolsky's, uh, which is in the Downriver area outside of Detroit, and that's where they have, and it says muskrat dinners like every Friday or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so they hold an annual muskrat dinner to kick off the Lenten season. They still give you spaghetti as an alternative, but the semi-aquatic Would you like spaghetti or under- muskrat? Um... I'll have muskrat. I'll take both. <laughs> well, there you go. The Archdiocese of Detroit says there's a standing dispensation for Catholics downriver to eat the animals on Fridays. Take that for data. Uh, how about that? You think on Thursday night? Instead of mus- having to do a fish fry, you can go have a muskrat dinner. On Thursday night, the muskrats are going, boy, hey, guys, got to get behind that like Maze Runner. You got to get behind that wall. Thursday night. Tomorrow's Friday. It's muskrat dinner night. They're half off Friday. Thursday night. <laughs> There are two choices, spaghetti or muskrat. I'd like spaghetti. Stop playing the shooting sound effect. It's a muskrat. You're scaring the muskrats. Muskrats are listening to the show right now going, oh, my God, they're coming Hey, for can us. I take one on as an emotional support animal? Uh, will the muskrat stay in the seat on the plane? Maybe. Well, Put them in a cage in I, front of me. I'd or... rather you have a muskrat than a peacock because, uh, you know, a peacock's going to just leave feathers and stuff and just... You know, it's a running, no. running bit. I, I, Syracuse played like uh, scared muskrats tonight. They did. They oh. were a little. 
fearful of the uh, the basket. I thought there was a peacock joke coming in there. And TJ, it was. Should we go down the the it's question of whether Jim Beheim needs to go away? Not, not oh. yet. We have our best recruiting class ever coming in next year. Let's just. I mean, wait. you got an outlier season Let's in just it, and a sea of mediocrity. Yeah, yeah, just, you guys bringing Melo back? We went to two Final Fours in the last six years. I they mean, suck. it's okay. Just wait what till next year. For us what about the other it's, years? It's, it's okay. The Mets and are all coming. these other years Listen, around it. The Mets are coming to spring training soon, so it's it's okay. Thirteen we, days. We, we move buddy. on. Yeah, I'm so we're, excited we're okay now. Thirteen Tim, days till we Tim, get to wallow in your I'm misery. Very very excited about uh, it. No, no, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. The hot stove league is still. We're still going. Everybody's still out there. Everybody's right. still out. I'm a peacock. <laughs> Tonight's show is brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee Company, veteran owned, veteran roasted. Blizzard. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com today. Use the code FOXSPORTS20 for 20% off your first order. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com. Code is FOXSPORTS20, 20% off your first order. So today maybe brought us the best story of the week at the Super Bowl. Now, Tom Brady has many things that you could talk to him about and you would get a great answer from like, Hey dude, how cool is Alex Guerrero? Uh, you know, all of these things. Hey, do you really love Bill Belichick? Do you not? Well, today Belichick was at the press conference. I'm Belichick. Sorry. Brady was at his normal press conference on, (laughs) on the Wednesday before the Super Bowl. fake laughing. And he told a story today in which he details one of the two times in his life that he really was kind of afraid for his life. It involved himself, a fancy dog, and dominance. I was bitten by two dogs, one when I was little, in Minnesota, my grandpa's farm here. Yeah, I gave the dog a bone and then went down to give the dog a kiss. I was young, and he bit right through my lip. So I was pretty rough. And then the second dog bite, which you're referring to, we were in the stadium. There was some some military training going on in our stadium. Mr. Kraft had allowed... Uh, you know, some military members that do some some training that they needed to do, and I was able to witness it at night. It was during training camp. We got a chance to go on the field after and meet a lot of the guys, and uh, we went, were going to take a kind of a team picture. I was walking out to the middle of the field, and there's helicopters flying, and everyone's lined up. You know, some guys were kind of excited to see us walk out, so I kind of got was close to all the guys and didn't realize there was dogs. And obviously those weren't, you know, like Labradors, you know, those were tough dogs. And uh, I raised my arms up, like, you know, over my head. And right when I raised my arm up, the dog jumped up and I guess was going for my neck. And the guy grabbed the dog back down and the dog got my thigh on the way down. I was standing there with a bunch of tough guys and they all saw it. And they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, of course I'm okay, but I could feel... The cut, but obviously I couldn't say anything. Like, oh, man, that hurt, you know, because I'm with, like, the toughest guys in the world. So I just sucked it up for, like, an hour after we, you know, said hi to all the guys and so forth. And then it was probably 10.30, when I went back into our training room, and I called up Jim Whalen, our trainer, and I said, hey, Jim, um, I have a problem. He was like, what is it? And I said, I, I just got bit by a dog. He's like, we got bit by a dog. What are you talking about? So had to come over and... Get it taken care of. So I have a nice little scar on my on my quad, thanks to that night. So I learned a very valuable lesson. Arr. 
you know, we, we got all about, oh, your your hand and, and Rex Burkhead's face mask. And, oh, and, and then I had a cleat issue that I cut myself on. And Jimmy Garoppolo's got to start. This is, this, this is, this is, no, we didn't know this story. It's a pretty good we story. We never heard this one. I like this one. It, Brady gets bit by a dog and we don't know. Well, he likes using the term tough guy a lot. Yeah. Now, what I want to know is because he was like saying, I'm hey, these are, next to tough but guys, but these tough are, guy. are tough dogs, not like a, a Labrador. Are the people that own Labradors, there a society that's going to be mad because Tom oh, Brady yeah, said they're yeah. not tough? Yeah, I mean, he really like, said they're going like, to be outraged. You know, they're they're going to be protesting. Labradors, Labradors are fun. They're Aronis loyal. Those are, those are the best dogs. There. And but, that's a a good, dog person. but that's a good story. It is but a valuable lesson out there. A, don't bend down to kiss the dog. You might get bitten through the lip. Part B, suck it up. Finish the photo op and then get yourself attended to. See? Finish your job. Do your job. Now, I can't tell That's you what I heard out of that. that I was ever bit by a dog, but you know it is very painful. When you stole that mailbox no, and any dog chased no, no, you. No, 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 no. Is getting bit by a guinea pig. And because I've got bit by my daughter's guinea pig many times, and I'm there with, you know, some of the toughest, you know, people in the world, you know, in, in my living room. Your guinea and, pig. Uh, you know, I want you know, I can't really say anything because you know the guinea pig thinks your thumb is food and it kind of like gnaws on it and then bites and then realizes it's not food and goes away. But you know, that's that's tough. And, what do you, know, you do I, with a guinea pig? It's it's what do you mean? It, what what is it? What do you mean? Like what? Like, like like different things to do with a guinea pig? What, what's a guinea pig do? Wait, play the play, play the uh, play the Buffalo Bill music. Play the Buffalo. Well, there Bills is that we did Silence talk about. Lambs. We did talk about that for the zombie apocalypse. What do you mean? What do you that you do have the guinea pig at the ready? No, so the, Zoe know that. No, no, it's no, gone no. on the fire. No, 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 no. Oh, Zoe would be okay with that. She would understand. You think so? She'd, she'd understand. Want, yeah, she'd want a new guinea pig. But well, then, he'd go know. on the fire next. Yeah. Uh, no, things to do with a guinea pig. No, you you just kind of play with a guinea pig. You let it nestle on you. It, it's always constantly eating. So it's got I a lot in common good. with me. And. Uh, you know, but it likes to like nibble at you a little bit, and sometimes if it feels like, you know, if it's hungry or something, it'll like give you a big bite down. You go, oh wow, that hurts. But you know, I'm there with some of the toughest people in the world. So you know, what am I going to say? You know, a guinea pig just bit me. Then I tell my wife after I got a problem. I got bit by a guinea pig. She goes, whoa. And I, I said, mean, you yeah, have come in here and told me you've been bitten up. by a guinea pig before. I did. You know, it's it's no fun to get bit by a guinea pig. Oh boy. You reach down and give it a kiss, it'll bite your lip too. <laughs> That'll happen. Gotta watch out for that. It's a little more than I expected about I mean, the guinea pig. Yeah. Want to make sure everybody knows. I'm that, picturing you, know, you like Doctor Evil. I'm around, sitting there with the guinea pig. How about you? I'm around, around some of the toughest people in Los Angeles that are around when I get bit oh, by a yeah. guinea pig. Around, surrounded by the toughest guinea pigs in L.A. You just don't can you get can you race them? Yeah. I'm sur- I don't know, what do they do? Surrounded by guinea pigs and muskrats, <laughs> the toughest muskrats in the world. Stop! We're not shooting the muskrats. Well, and the he's still pigs. talking about muskrat oh, dinners. It's a musket. It's a musket for the muskrat. Twitter at how about a friend TJ? That's <laughs> a definite Berman. <laughs> uh, Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with my best friend Mike Carmen. We have more on the day that was from the Super Bowl coming up in a minute, including possibly the best job of trolling ever. But first, let's find out what's trending from a guy who never trolls people. Thank you. I except don't. on days that end in a Y. <laughs> okay, Jason. It's hard to know whose star is falling faster, West Virginia's or Syracuse's. 
Is that the plural of Syracuse? Syracuse? Uh, it's just Syracusians. <laughs> Syracusoians. Uh, how does the, what's the, isn't the, is the plural Syracuse? Syracuses. Okay. Uh, two weeks ago, West Virginia was ranked second in the country in college basketball. Ever since then, West Virginia forgot how to play. They've lost five of six. Mountaineers, unbelievably red-faced tonight. West Virginia is now ranked number 15, but not for long. Unranked Iowa Pittsnoggle, 15th ranked West Virginia tonight, 93-77. And Syracuse fans continue to be embarrassed as well. Syracuse lost to Georgia Tech tonight, 55-51. to Incredible. You're flying through some dark clouds right now. That's true, Kobe. NBA performance of the night. That guy in the Hornets. Walker on a slow dribble. Kemba gets Walker. Screen, gets a three off from the right. Good. A career night. 38 points. Steve Martin calls Hornets games on the King Tut Radio Network. Hornets AJ the Hawks 123-110. Now the performance of the night might end up going to CJ McCullough, the Portland Trailblazers. At this moment, he's going off on the Chicago Tipped Bulls. Tipped away by Napier and Chabaz. Oh, behind the back to McCullough. CJ the other and dumps it. Uh, Brian Wheeler calling the game there on Rip City Radio. CJ had 28 points in the fourth in the first quarter alone. He's now got 36. Blazers in front of the Bulls, 84-62. If you need more scores, check out FoxSports.com. We continue now with more titillating sports talk. Jason Smith and Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Or should I call you, Jason, Syracuse's favorite son? Yeah, sure. Okay. I, I like that. Okay, and now Syracuse's favorite son, Jason Smith, and the new and improved Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Live from the Geico Studios, call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you could save on auto insurance. And maybe that's an infomercial for me late at night. Hi, I'm Jason Smith. You ever bit by a guinea pig? It hurts, doesn't it? I'm here to tell you, there's help for you. Yeah, maybe maybe I could wind up making money like late at night, and then I could be on the party line. Do you want to talk sports or just talk? But Hi, it can I'm, be all, all things guinea line. pigs. Uh, ooh, that's two different things entirely. That's more of a fetish thing. If you're going to be no, you know, no. late night guinea pig conversation. No, I was not saying it was a late night guinea pig. There's no guinea such pig. thing as a party line for guinea pig. Talk Maybe people pigs. have questions about their no. guinea pigs. No, that's just. We want to know. There's, all sort, there's billions of dollars being but made where you call, on, on animal care yeah. and products. I think you could have a. a chat line where you talk about the crazy ass things you've done with your guinea pig that day whoa whoa i don't know like i said that's a fetish thing no yes it's your pet wait time out yeah, you crazy made it run things a you've course? done with your guinea pig today and you think that's not a really what you, where do you think the world is really like wow Sunshine, lollipops. If the zombie apocalypse ever Rainbows. happened, you just got to live by yourself on an island. No, I already bought three of those uh. flamethrowers. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the Super Bowl week in full swing now, parties are going on everywhere, and everybody's having fun, enjoying stuff. And now they're banging each other. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's that going Probably on, Probably a little too. bit of that I'm as sure. well. Well, it's very cold. Hey, how about uh, we finish this drink and go up to my room? You mean I don't have to leave the hotel? No, we go right. No, yes, let's do it. I'd rather not go outside. Big fat one. Minneapolis, home of the Super Bowl this year, is undergoing a big week tourism-wise. You know, more people are coming to the city. You know, fans of the Eagles and the Patriots are there. NFL fans are there because Super Bowl week is kind of a vacation. That's how people treat. Super Bowl week, they go somewhere on vacation. And now at the spotlight on Minneapolis, they don't want to lose this spotlight 
of, hey, this is a great place to come for vacation. Come here. We have a lot of great things going on. We have the Super Bowl, other things. Now, normally you would go in the summer. You wouldn't go in the winter, but just in case. So Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry, who honestly looks like he's about 22 years old, I mean, honestly, he's the mayor. Good on him. When I saw this today, I texted our boss, Scott Shapiro, who is from Minnesota. And I said, dude, is your mayor like 17 years old? And he laughed. He goes, no, yeah, yeah, I think he's 36. I'm like, he's the youngest looking 36-year-old guy in the world. Looks like somebody wearing his dad's suit. And I'm going to take a picture. He's younger than Brad Stevens. I mean, that's young. Well, but you go down the road. I mean, you look at Minnesota. They did elect Jesse the Body Ventura governor at one point. I think Zach so Efron not looks, looks year old older than man him. man out of Oakton, Virginia. So Jacob Fry, the mayor of Minneapolis, put out one of those tourism messages to people about the city. And in the minute message... This is how he ended it, of course, referencing Super Bowl week. (laughs) The loser goes on the fire. (laughs) And people would say, oh, there's a fire in Minnesota. Wow, it'll be nice and warm. Uh, This is the end. Oh, he said the fryer. Fryer, DJ. The loser into the fryer. Tuck. If you've ever had fried muskrat (laughs) or guinea pig. Stop playing. The, you know, there's people driving the around. They're going to think they're being shot at. Got to, got to go by, fast on. I'm by, people are shooting at me, man. By a musket, I think you're okay. <laughs> Don't you fire till you see the whites of their eyes. Uh, here's the mayor. Here's Jacob Fry. Here. A big welcome to the New England Patriot and Philadelphia Eagles fans. For the Eagles fans, don't worry. We're going to be greasing all the lampposts so you feel right at home. So come on out. Have a great time. And make sure you come back to visit us again. Are we seriously welcoming the Eagles fans? <laughs> what a great troll job. Because he actually did say, you know what? He said the magic word. You see the video. No, that's good. And oh, by the way, make a the, drop the, of that tie shirt. Are we seriously welcoming Eagles fans? Yeah, the greased up poll joke was fell a bit flat. Though. Well, it's you got to realize in politics, some of this stuff, anything that's scripted in politics is boring. You want to go do You got to be those. off the cuff. You got to be off the cuff. What are those cheese ball bets? What are we? What are we betting here? Sam I'm, Adams against? Yeah, I mean, like you can't like, uh, look, a gift card to the Mall of like, America. Look, what, what, a couple what, of rides on the big roller coaster. When is President Trump at his most entertaining? When he's reading off a teleprompter, the State of the Union, like he was last night, or when he's tweeting or just saying something you know crazy about crooked Hillary and jumping knucklehead Billy and you know and and Joe bag of donuts and and big Petey and medium sized Petey and little Petey. I mean that's when that that's when politicians are at their best. You got to let them just kind of vamp a little bit. You know that line was written and it was dull, but then that little vamp at the end, we're really bleeping welcoming the Eagles fans. I think that's pretty good. I really wish he would have just said, "Yeah, their money's still green. Come on in." And <laughs> say the the blank you is is nice and funny, but the the bigger laugh is you're, they're helping your economy. So. Mm-hmm. Turn them upside down and take sure. every dime they have. <laughs> so not that now you're promoting violence, turning them upside down and shaking the money out of there. <laughs> well, is that what you're doing? Claimants are right at the Mall of America. All right, I'm glad you didn't play. You didn't play the musket there. That would yeah, been, no, that, that would have been, been really too bad. far, yeah. too far. But I like peaceful it. people. This is kind of fun from a 22 year old mayor. I think that I think it's a pretty cool thing. I mean, maybe this was most of his morning. I don't know, but I kind of like that. I like that now. Minnesota he looks tired though. Minute, well, looks we, like he's being dragged down by the. You know why? Hustle and bustle of Minneapolis. You show me you show me anybody who has lived the majority of their life in a state where the winters are harsh and cold and snowy, and I will show you someone who looks pale and defeated during all of the winter months.
That's how it is. I'm sure I looked like that before I realized, wait, I got to go where the sun shines. You kind of look pale and defeated now. No, not defeated. Not pale, but I'm not defeated. I mean, tired, sure, a little bit. You know, a little lackadaisical at times, needing a nap. But no, no, you know the pale and defeated look, which is like, I grew it's up in ne- Chicago. I'm well aware never- of the oh, pale yeah, and exactly. You know, you know. I rode the train every day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> for years. The Jersey Tragic is the absolute worst. Yeah, I, I took the bus all the time. And I mean, you tried to figure out I, it's going to be a 12 hour bus ride from you Syracuse down to Staten you Island. To school. No, I wish there was Uber. I, I, I would have taken because you uh, wouldn't have taken an Uber. You would have been scared to get oh, in. Oh no, I probably for? wouldn't have taken an Uber. No, you probably, probably never right. been in a cab. I've been. I say take cabs. Yeah, that doesn't mean you've been in one. I've been in plenty of cabs. I've, what was the last cab I was in? I've been in plenty of cabs. <laughs> last cab you were probably in San Francisco Super Bowl. Uh, that's, that's probably right. Two years ago in a cab? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But I but I took it without worry. I mean, you Sure, you had us to protect you. Yeah, call an Uber. I, you know, I don't know you what would have happened. You had Frostberg and I there to protect you. So, yeah, you, it you could have been a, happy. The, the guy would have taken us to the woods, pulled out a machete. I would say them two first. Not shit. I ain't taking bullets. You know, you know that would be a very interesting horror movie if instead of using a big knife, the musket. killer just used a gun or a musket. <laughs> run, no, run, well, and you're running. But that's just the, it. The, the maniac is like sticking the pipe into the gun, that's trying it. to load trying it. Trying to reload. Oh, this is stuck. Run! Anybody got gunpowder? Running! I'm out Keep of gunpowder. He's got a pestle. Oh, he's got a he's su- yeah. He's got a whole supply chain for trying to get a second shot off. That's going to be problematic. All I've got is horse meat. Uh, horse meat starts flinging rotting horse meat at you. Why is it going to be rotting horse meat? Because that'll take you down. Yeah. Why is well, he's got no he fr- just be- refrigeration? And he's in the middle of the woods. But he's in the woods. Mm-hmm. It's cold in the woods, right? So I think you're okay. It depends where the woods are. That's right. Yeah, well. you, may, you were making assumptions to this scenario that you had not already put out <laughs> a, on our list of suppositions <laughs> as we built this horror you film. Guys, you guys are absolutely crazy tonight. Absolutely. Twitter and how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Justin Frostberg, Alex Teichert on the other side of the glass as well. As always making it the most entertaining show we could possibly have. But coming up next, yet another star player says, I didn't know I was traded till I read it on Twitter. I'll tell you why I think that's done on purpose. Next on Fox. Are we seriously welcoming the Eagles fans? Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend Mike Harmon. A quick update from the NBA. 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. 11 minutes to go. The Blazers lead the Bulls, 102-77. C.J. McCollum is now up to 50 points with the majority of the fourth quarter to be played. You wonder how much he's going to play considering Portland is up by 25. McCollum, 18 for 25 from the floor. Six out of nine from three-point range. Perfect from the free throw line. So one night after we had James Harden go for 60, looks like McCollum could be going for even more. We'll keep you updated on that. Have more of that coming up in a bit because there's a big question coming off this game that I always think plays, players wind up asking when it's all said and done. How bad are the Bulls? Uh, well, everybody knows that. The Bulls actually have been playing pretty good up until No, I had a couple lately. of weeks stretch. Yeah, they, you're they, nice they, there for a bit. Well, I think that Because you played the Knicks four times and you won every no, game by that, a that, point. That's just it. I did a, um, a quick hit. In Rockford, Illinois, earlier, mm. uh, one of our affiliates, thirteen thirty, 
Uh, thanks for Mike Harmon in Rockford filing his way to another repeat. But talking about the the Bulls and and their exploits and you know possible trades ahead of the deadline and the fact is that well it's been long enough they're not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes <laughs> that you know there, there are no quick fixes nobody's buying that the Bulls you know no matter how much people go on the rumor mill of this guy's coming here that until they're signed sealed and delivered. And Reinsdorf's handing him a jersey. Nobody's buying it. Like they're long past that in Chicago. <laughs> Tonight's show brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee Company, veteran-owned, veteran-roasted. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com today. Use the code FOXSPORTS20, FOXSPORTS20, and get 20% off your first order, BlackRifleCoffee.com. So we'll keep you updated on McCollum. But an interesting story today out of the NBA, Blake Griffin, met the media for the first time as a member of the Detroit Pistons today and shocked a lot of people when he said he learned of his trade on Twitter. And now think about this. He's not the first guy to say that. He's not the first guy to say, I didn't know I was traded till things were on Twitter, till this, till this, till this, till that. It happened last night in the football trade. You know, uh, 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 Fuller was like, yeah, I'm not being, no, I'm good. Then saw Schefter's tweet. Hey, guess what? You're part of the Kirk. You're part of the Alex Smith trade. Oh, violation! All right, guess I'm going to be a chief now. Now, if you're not the principal guy, I could buy it. For the rest of these guys, I'm raising my hand and I'm calling shenanigans. No, but see, here's and here's the thing: the more this happens, you can't you can't keep saying, "Boy, our team's that inept." They don't call the guy. They can't call and say, "This is what's happening." This is what ha- what's happening. But I believe, firmly believe that this is done many times on purpose. Here's a trade involving Blake Griffin. Now, Blake Griffin doesn't have a no-trade clause, which we'll get into later on in the show. Didn't have a no-trade clause, goes to the Pistons. You could trade him. You can trade him wherever you want to go. But if you say you're going to make a trade, and before it's all finalized, you call Blake Griffin and say, Blake, we're going to trade you to the Detroit Pistons. And Blake says, I don't want to go. And you say, uh, well, Blake, we have, nope, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. And then you have to call the Pistons back and go, Blake says he's not going to go. Do we have to call off the trade? And then suddenly a trade you wanted to make is now up in the air. Meanwhile, Blake Griffin has to go or just you know risk sitting out, not getting paid, getting suspended, whatever it is. But you could potentially run into difficulty if you tell a player he's traded before the trade. He screams, he cries, he gets mad, he says, oh, no, no. So you make the trade, and then you call him. Doesn't mean he still can't do that, but now he looks really bad, and now what are you going to say? We can't go back and redo it. We did the trade. You're a member of the Detroit Pistons now. Yeah, I think this is the way for players to say, woe is me. It's happening. I I think that's all this is, is a, oh, look look at how unfair this is. Because you saw LeBron James come out. Right. Oh, if, if he nobody gets says, "Woe is me." But, no, no, no. But awful. if the trade happens, it's just business. But if we decide to leave and we're callous and cold and all that, <laughs> play the violin behind it uh, as it goes. Meanwhile, he's subtweeting and, and calling out teammates. Just put a name on it, LeBron. Okay, if you're going to call your teammates lazy and say they're dogging it, then just say your teammates are lazy and dogging it and name them. Put little icons on there. Go get one of those cool little emoji pictures. That, that you put out of players and have fun with it and, and actually, you know, put your name on it instead of trying to be like some philosopher and having fun with it. But in these cases, I think you got a lot of players that that are playing the woe is me. I don't think Fuller was. I think 
since he wasn't nah, really. I'm not sure. Tra- oh, wow. Like, he I'm really wasn't the, the principal nah, in the I'm deal. In the like, room. he's a, a secondary part. He's a good player, mm-hmm. but he's not the focal point. A guy like Blake Griffin, I, I can't believe he he doesn't know. And no, his, his I, agent, I, his agent may I have th- I think, obfuscated and, and tried to hide a li- little bit once they realized they were dumb and didn't have a no trade clause. Now, I, I think guys like that, some, sometimes that happens on purpose. If we announce it, then you look bad and, and you have to accept it because it's already been announced. I kind of feel that way sometimes. Well, but if, you, if you've made the trade, the, the player, if he starts crying about it, it's should have had the no trade clause. Something we'll get into next hour on the show. But coming up next, you're not going to believe who's going to talk to the Eagles to pump them up before the Super Bowl. Fox. Hour two of the program live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. We'll get to who's going to be giving inspirational speeches to the Eagles momentarily. Are we seriously welcoming the Eagles fans? Meanwhile, in the NBA tonight, Five and a half to go in the fourth quarter. Trailblazers lead the Bulls 115-90. to Looked like the Bulls were about to start going on a run. They had a chance to cut it to 19, yeah. missed the free throw, and then there's a five-point spurt. C.J. McCollum had 50 points entering the fourth quarter. He is still at 50. That's some really bad coaching right there. 28 in the first quarter. Let him play. And the Blazers have been boat racing the Bulls the entire game, but C.J. McCollum has not really played that much, just 29 minutes. I know they're winning by 25, but this always fails to to go through my head, and I understand this. And I go back to when Mike Woodson took Carmelo Anthony out when he had 60 in Madison Square Garden. I'm take you out for the majority of the fourth quarter. Guys at the end of their careers are going to look back and say, that night was unlike any time I've ever had it going on in my life. I scored 60 but yet they get taken out of these games. And I get it. No coach wants to be the one to leave a guy in a blowout, and they wind up getting hurt. But this is the equivalent of taking out a pitcher with a no-hitter because he's thrown 110 pitches. It's a no-hitter, Dave Roberts. It's a no-hitter. <laughs> this is, this is, you play the game to have something like this. C.J. McCollum sat for the first six minutes of the second quarter when he was sitting on 28 points. How do you do that to the guy? The end of his long career in his life, CJ McCollum's going to go, man. If coach just let me in tonight, let, left me in, I could have got eighty, man. I could have broke Kobe's record. I mean, twenty-eight in the first quarter, and he sits for the first six minutes of the second quarter, six and a half minutes. Comes back in with five sixteen to go before halftime. I don't understand how you don't leave him out there. He's only played really twenty-nine don't. minutes in the game. I really don't. at this point. And look, you take away that first quarter. My favorite way people. Try to analyze. Yeah. Take away that first quarter. The Bulls are just minus one uh, for the for the game. Uh, but you, you have these nights where a guy's unconscious, and we've been watching it here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. That that first quarter was what Clay Thompson a couple of years ago. We had the 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 pleasure of watching that in the studio as well, where he went off with a monster first quarter. You don't see that that often and in a game. Like this, Bulls eighteen and thirty-two, Blazers twenty-eight and twenty-two, and so an opportunity as they're looking towards a postseason, and some of those considerations about injuries start creeping in, and, and certainly play a factor. And I guess when you're up twenty-five, you add that to the equation as well. Just kind of saying, well, we we don't need him tonight, 
but how often is your shot going to be on as it was? Because we joked about the efficiency of James Harden with his 60-point triple-double, right? It only took 30 shots from the field to get there. Great work from the foul line, but shot very well. Same thing here from McCollum, 18 of 25 and 6 of 9 from 3. So opportunity for something truly special. Not that the 50-point night is not a career-high scoring mark for him and everything else, but when when you're talking about the difference between 50 and 60 in the all-time history long you know, fi- around here. 50 that, and 60 is, you know, it's one thing. You know, look, and, and Terry Stotts is a guy, you know, they started out the year pretty good, but now, you know, the finger pointing is going on now, depending how things end for Portland. 50 or 60 is, okay, you know what, we get you to 50 and you're coming out. That That's, I understand that part of it. If you're having a big night and you get to 50 and there's a few minutes left in a blowout, I'm going to take you out. You got to 50, that's great. But 28 in the first quarter, this is like as legendary as it could get for you. I mean, you need to play three more quarters, and you need 50 more in three quarters to get to Kobe. You don't know if you're getting But what if you get to 75? I mean, really? I mean, Devin Booker, the end of his career, what do you think is going to be the number one thing he remembers when I get 70? It's the one thing. I scored 70 in a game. 70 point. That's what it's going to be. And you took this away from, and I don't, I don't understand. And I know, you know, Carmelo Anthony, if I said Melo at the end of your career, what's the biggest regret you're going to have? And he's going to say, well, I, I, the I, headband. Shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have gone back to the Knicks. Uh, he'll have regrets, but I'll say one thing. And he would say, I wish Woodson would have left me in for more time in that game when I, when I scored 61 in Madison Square Garden, because I could have scored 70. I could have scored 75. And maybe that changes things for him. In New York, you never know. You have a game you score seventy five points. Maybe that changes things for him. But Did I don't understand why they take years him out. Where you don't get the blame for everything that's I going do, on. I do, I don't get that. I really don't. I know you're doing the coach one hundred and one playbook, and that's you're coming out. We're winning by twenty five. It's a great night. Yeah, I'm doing the right thing. No, the right thing. You win a team over by that. Are you talk, you will you know if things ever get tough for you you will have your players say no he's our coach he kept him in and let him keep shooting on a night when he was 28 in the first quarter to try to get to 60 70 75 80 that wins a team over much like you win a team over when you leave a pitcher in if he's at 120 pitches to throw a no hitter moments like that you win the team over to your side I, I look back look. When Terry Collins left in Johan Santana for the no-hitter, first no-hitter in Mets history, that may have been the game that ruined Santana because he threw like 130 pitches. But that game, Terry Collins won the Mets over because he left that. No, you know what? This is a no-hitter. You go do it. And that's like, wow, look at what he's doing. Not listening to the front office, not saying he's letting him go do it. Benefit of the doubt in the clubhouse of future personnel moves and certainly how he treats players. Here, you're looking at a Portland franchise that, other than Clyde Drexler putting his head down and running through people, <laughs> often emulated by LeBron James in, in current day NBA lore. I mean, you, you don't have a lot of monster moments for your franchise. I mean, you're going all the way back to Bill Walton for things of great significance. So here's an opportunity. To I thought you were going to say Greg Oden. That was nice of you to not. That was no, that was very I, nice. I didn't. Uh, that was too good. soon. Too soon. Is it really? No, I don't. It's too okay. soon, bro. All right, I just, I just wondered. He had greatness off the court. But the the fact is that you look at this type of event in the middle of Super Bowl week, NBA could have at least raised their hand for another big storyline here, just like they did with Harden a night ago. I don't like Griffin trade two nights ago. I mean, I don't know how you don't leave him in and let's see what he can get. And it's that's the right thing to do. Give the fans a thrill. Twitter people paid a lot of money. Can I play that card? 
No, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that card. So no, I won't. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. So as we get set for the Super Bowl, the news on Wednesday. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Doug Peterson, the Eagles head coach, turned fifty today. Is turning to an old friend, the guy he backed up previously in the NFL to give the Eagles a bit of a pep talk before the game against the Patriots. Is and it his Batman? Name is John it's John Cena. Tight shirt. Wow, you na 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 Batman. You cut off John Cena to get Batman in. I know. I mean, that was wow. I had to make a personal call. I mean, I wanted to hear the ba ba da ba. Well, that's a different thing. That's the entry music. I mean, come on. Yeah, da 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 da. When people yeah, start da, singing, da, 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 John Cena sucks. The Eagles are calling on a very specific someone to address the team before the Super Bowl. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Well, hey, you had a hey, Wilford. Did you ever think about benching Roy Hobbs because you thought he might be taking gamblers' money in the natural? Hey, Wilford, did you ever think that you know just let Tom Cruise go? You know he's a young lawyer just looking to find his way in the firm. I'm Wilford Brimley. Hey, Wilford, you ever think about letting those other people go because you're one of those pod people in Cocoon? Cocoon, <laughs> nice, and Cocoon too. Doug Peterson is turning to an old friend to give a pep talk to the Eagles. Hello. And thank you for being a Knicks season ticket holder. There you go. Phil, do you have anything of redeeming value to say? I think we know what we're doing. No, no, I mean for the Eagles. We call this a Brokeback Mountain uh, game because there's so much penetration and kick out. Phil, you really going to talk to the Eagles? No. All right, good. So we can move on. Talking to the Eagles on Saturday is going to be none other than Brett Favre. Is he going to wear some copper fit? Uh, I would hope so. He's going to talk to the Eagles and give them a pep talk. Is he going to talk about that $16 million score lawsuit or that first, he's dealing with? The guys. Stay thing, away from anybody trying to get you involved in a social media outfit. First thing I want to tell you about uh, advice is uh, don't get naked, take pictures of your you-know-what, and send them to anybody. I wouldn't do that. It didn't work out well. I mean, it's been years, but... I wouldn't do that. Brett Favre is going to talk to the Eagles. I noticed you let that alone. You just let that go. You just oh, let, I had a just, couple of good just, one-liners. Just it's, not, let that, it's not time yet. You let that. <laughs> you know, every time it's I look at the clock, yet, I funny. think it's close yeah. enough to the slide nah. over baby hour. It's close enough. I was going to just yell, it's good advice. You think he's going to text them pictures before, too? Oh, that's, that's not. Well, you got to have a blueprint. <laughs> really? A map. But we actually do have audio of the speech that Favre is going to give to the Eagles. I can't wait to believe hear it or not. We have some. Tight trick going. Let's hear something. Life in the NFL was tough on my body. I live with muscle and joint soreness every day. Life after football can be just as tough. That's why for knee and elbow support, I choose Copper Fit. With my right. active lifestyle, my body reminds me it needs the support. For this old arm, I choose Copper Fit. Go. So there it is. He's going to oh. tell him about Copper Fit. Nice. I like the music in the background. Do you think he's going to bring like in his Jessica. own orchestra? Yeah, it's almost, almost like he was going to be RoboCop. Like if Carson Wentz said, you would warn that, your leg wouldn't be dangling. You'd be playing in this game, and the point spread would be like a pick'em. It's broke. No, the Patriots would no still No guarantee he was somehow. playing in this game. No guarantee they're winning. 
Oh, Everybody's I'm, doing that narrative, no, too. It's a guarantee the Patriots are winning. <laughs> uh, we'll do the picking of the games. And the picking of the games, we'll, we'll, we'll get to but that. We'll pick a bunch of prop bets. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you ready to uh, but gamble no, away. <laughs> there's <laughs> actually more audio oh, wow. of Brett Favre's speech there's, to the Eagles. There's part two? Yes, there's part two. It's the second act? Uh, yeah, let's hear a little bit more. That's right! We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to keep our composure. I'm sorry, that was Brett Favre's speech to the Jets. Before week one. That's tough. You yeah, hear slam, the, work. slam yeah. the locker. That's like Kevin Love break your hand kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> wow. Take uh, that for dad. No, we do have one more bit, uh, a real quick, of Brett Favre, what he's going to say to the Eagles. Let's go I'm ahead. I'm comfortable in jeans that last. <laughs> I'm comfortable in Wrangler. Real comfortable. Real. Even with George Thorogood behind him. You know, I want to see him go out there and start slinging it around with jeans. On. Hey, Brett, what did you do in the Super Bowl? I wore real comfortable jeans. Hey, Dale Jr., come on in here. And then Dale Jr. comes in and they talk about wearing real comfortable jeans. I'm comfortable time, in jeans that last. He's throwing the ball downfield and George Thurgood just rocking out behind him. Twitter and how about a fresco? The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live. From the Geico Studios. You miss any of the show, you can download the best of it. Goes up right after the show is over on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. You can get all of it, the entire show, parts of it, whatever you want. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. All of it is there. Rate us, give us five stars. We'll love you for the rest of our lives. Uh, it is a final. Blazers beat the Bulls 124-108. C.J. McCollum finishes with an even 50 points, but the night could have been even greater. Coming up next, Fox Sports 1 NBA insider Chris Broussard stops by the latest on this game, all the big drama in the NBA, LeBron and more. Fox. Now to McCollum front court. He makes a move against Grant, pulls back a three-pointer far side. Yes! C.J. McCollum turns to the crowd and says... That's what I do. I'm comfortable in jeans that last. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. The old uh, entry music for Chris Adams and Gino Hernandez of World Class Championship Wrestling. Look at you with a WCW reference Going right there. all the way back Very to nice. the mid-80s with the Von Erichs, the Freebirds. Oh, back when they were George Thorogood and the Delaware Destroyers. And Gino Hernandez before um, Keith Hernandez. the white power, powder got him. Mm. He had a good run, though. It's a good villain. Tonight's show brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee Company, veteran-owned, veteran-roasted. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com today. Use the code FOXSPORTS20. That's Fox Sports 20, and you get 20% off your first order, Black Rifle Coffee. I'm comfortable in jeans that last. Dot com. Part of Brett Favre's speech to the Eagles he's going to give before the Super Bowl on Saturday. It's not a bad deal because you've got to start thinking about life after football. Really- Even in the biggest moment, you know your career guys- the guys get a part of this company now. Sunday's going to come and go, but after your season and your life, and your career is over, you want to be real comfortable in jeans. I'm comfortable in jeans that last. Well, in the offseason, you're going to need recovery. So between copper fit and real oh. comfortable jeans, you're in pretty good Wait, shape. Wait, you're telling me Favre's, these are recovery jeans? Yeah. These are BF recovery right. jeans? 
Not the TV 12 recovery no, sleepwear. No, BF4. <laughs> oh, all right. Recovery jeans. Recover, what happened? Put jeans Why on. would you ponder passing rec- on these comfortable <laughs> jeans? <laughs> Real comfortable. See, that's where you got to end with TJ. TJ. Yeah, you gotta, you're going to do it. you got to do it that way. Uh, tonight, the big story in the NBA, as you heard, Blazers Radio Network on the call. Blazers beat the Bulls 124-108. to C.J. McCollum tonight, 50 points, 18 out of 25, 6 out of 9 from three-point range. He's a weapon. But here's the thing. As we mentioned a few minutes ago, he sat for the first six minutes of the second quarter after he went for 28 in the first quarter. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how Terry Stotts does that and says, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you sit. It's a legendary night. You could have a night that you will dream about for the rest of your life. You will think about this game every single day. You could go for 80. Not that you're going to, but I'll leave you out there until it looks like you're out of gas and you know, you can't you're not gonna go for 80. Well then you get the thunderous ovation from the home crowd. And then you don't and, play that much in the fourth quarter. Right. I, I don't get it. I mean, fifty points. I mean, it, it's all nice now. I watch McCollum get interviewed and he's all happy and he's waving to the crowd. I guarantee you at some point, if it hasn't sunk in yet, it's gonna be from his friends are going to say, then say, dude, why didn't he leave you out there, man? Why'd you play 29 minutes? He had 50 points in 29 minutes. But now he's all, just tied for eighth all-time best point performance by a Blazer when this was an opportunity for him to be at the top of that leaderboard and, and get the adulation of the fans and, and really see how special that night could be. He shot tremendously. How do you not just keep letting him fire until the elbow flies off yeah. or or he starts missing a number of shots? Then you say, okay, the magic's gone. Sit down for a while, and, and we'll get some other guys some run while we're blowing out the Bulls. Every coach thinks what's going to happen. He's going to get hurt, and it's going to be, oh, my God, you need to be fired because you left the guy out there. But the, the, the upside of this is so much better because you win the team over. And there, this is now all the guys buy in. Any all the trouble that Stotts has had. There's all rumors that he may be in trouble in Portland. All the stuff going on. You win the team over, and you leave a guy in where you can have that kind of night. It's, you know what? Go out, keep shooting. I'll get you out if you wait. If you need to rest, tell me you need to come out. I'll take you out. If I feel like you're petering out, you're at 54, and we're up by 30. You're coming out of the game. But 29 minutes. Let's just say he play, he, he plays. The majority of the second quarter, and he scores 10 points, 10 more points in the second quarter. And then let's just say he scores 10 in the fourth quarter. And this is being conservative because this is a night where he had 28 in the first quarter. Let's say 10 more in the second quarter, 10 more in the fourth quarter, and I'm being conservative. He's at 70. He's within striking distance of Kobe's 81, which we're going to talk about forever because none of us can remember because we weren't alive when Wilt went for 100. We talk about Kobe's 81-point game forever. And even then, we don't have full video of Wilt doing No, there's only it. the it's picture of him guy, holding up the 100. That's which is all. now photoshopped into whatever you want that page to read. Well, and, the, and in, in Kobe's game, it's a picture of Sam Mitchell's head, you know, as that's what Kobe's shooting, is shooting into the hoop. Do you think he was having a Homer Simpson-like moment? Wow. Oh, we're not killing anybody. Oh, I'm Tyson. sorry. shooting. We're, we're not, not talking about oh. muskrats at oh. this point in time. Wow. A little itchy trigger finger. Goodness. Uh, so I, I don't know why that happens because you really were, think about that now, you were another 10 points away, another three or four baskets from getting to 80. And I, 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 I that's a missed opportunity. Now here, here's, here's a stat for you, right? We had the James Harden first 60-point triple-double. Oliver Maroney writes over at uh, 
Uproxx, the Dime at Uproxx. So at Dime Uproxx on Twitter works for and hosts the Big Three podcast as well. Joins Dan Byer and I Sundays. Find him at O Maroney NBA. Did the the search on players with 50, 50 or more points on twenty five or fewer field goals attempts in thirty minutes or less in league history. There are no others. No. So you saw a guy having an historic night, and he sat him down. He put the ice on him. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. The other big story of today, we talked a few minutes ago about Blake Griffin learning on Twitter that he was traded to the Pistons, which I believe is a tool the teams use to prevent things like, hey, Blake, we're going to trade you to Detroit, and Blake says, no, I'm not going, forget it. And even though he's got a doesn't have a no-trade clause, things get messy. We're going to make the trade, and then we tell you. That way it's tougher to pitch a fit and say, I don't want to go. So I really think that's part of the strategy teams do when they announce a trade and then tell the player. Whenever you think there may be trouble with a player accepting a trade, that's what happens. No, but They'll announce this- it before, so it's, okay, the trade is out there. You can't say no. You can't say this. Yet you look bad. We're making the trade. It's announced. What are you going to do? Say no? and not, No, you're traded. Well, the only thing that, that comes back to you is you end up looking like a dope if you cry about it because the guy signs a $171 million deal and believes the pomp and circumstance of we want you as a lifelong clipper but doesn't still put the no trade clause in. No, we'll always have you here, Blake. And your agent doesn't put that in the contract. No, I, I, I can't say it's so they – they won't throw a hissy fit because like, the, the players going to end up looking bad, not the organization. They're trying to get a little bit of sympathy, I think, with the, hey, I didn't hear about it. I didn't know. I found out through social media. That's either telling me, hey, you're too busy, you know, when you're not at work to to be dialed into what your team is doing or, or B, you're, you're just trying to put it off as, hey, I'm not the bad guy. Look what they did to me. They did me wrong by sending me away. Players get traded. It's $171 million contract should have at least a limited no-trade clause. Well, you bring that up, and that was a big topic of conversation we got into the other night about why Blake Griffin didn't have a no-trade clause, had his new deal that was this past summer. And he explained today, as he was introduced as the newest member of the Detroit Pistons, exactly why he didn't have it when he got his $171 million contract. I want to play for an organization that wants me to play there and being stuck in a no-trade clause. It was something that was brought up, but it wasn't something that we actually went about. This is where I want to be. I mean, this is a place that, that wants me, and that's the, that's the type of organization I want to play for. Yeah, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like, yeah, we just missed that. Because he, he said, you know, when my deal was coming up, the whole mellow thing about not being able to be traded because of a no-trade clause you know, was going on, and I didn't want to be a part of that. Um, pretty sure, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, that you could have had a limited no-trade clause just to limit you from the teams you don't want to get traded to. You could always waive your no-trade clause if you wanted to, but when you don't have a no-trade clause, then you have no choice. And I don't know why, if it wasn't that big a deal to him, he didn't put it in. He, I, it This smacks to me of... I'm covering for the fact that we blew it because that's no answer. Well, I, I want to be where I want to be, and if you don't want me, I don't want to be there. Uh, okay, look, I don't know anybody besides myself who ever enjoys being in Detroit over L.A. I love L.A., but I vacation Detroit. 
I, I, I don't see how Blake Griffin putting in a no trade clause protected him from getting traded. I mean, I, right. I, I get yeah, it. They say, hey, we got a deal in place for Detroit. Then you ponder Detroit. Then if I it's go, on your okay. list of places you previously said it's on my list, you don't want to go to it. But, sure. but hey, let's let's do the fact checking. Let's yeah. look at the tax implications. Let's talk about where we would live relative to the to the arena. All of these things you can go and do that fact finding mission pretty fast, and then decide. You know what? We'll we'll release that and, and get out of that part of the no trade, and away you go. It's it seems just that it was bad lawyering and a paralegal might have had to spend 200 bucks at a bottle of wine they would have been able to proofread to make sure that that was there i mean you explain to them you can have you could have that kind of thing in it and still be okay and still get traded if you you don't say oh well it's on my list no you could waive that I, I it doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't have it, it makes no make sense it doesn't make you look like a bad guy to have it no you don't have to say and I'm publicizing the teams I don't want to go to. Here's right. here's who's on my no trade list: the Nets. Who else? Nah, the Nets. Oh, well, okay. As a very limited no trade, very limited. <laughs> Sounds like Blake just blew it and was covering Twitter. And how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon coming up in one minute. We get back into a big story from the Super Bowl. We now know who's going to decide when Tom Brady is going to retire. But first. A guy who may never retire. That's right. This is fun. Because he says he owes too many people money. And I'll be <laughs> working till I die. I don't owe anybody money. <laughs> it's Tom Lewis. Gee, what kind of intro is that? <laughs> Can you do that again? I don't owe anybody any money. All right, all right. And now a guy who may never retire. Because he's worried that if he does retire, no one will call him anymore. <laughs> and yeah, that's good. Oh, we'll work. And okay. he'll have to eat carbs. <laughs> Tom Lewis. All right. We had eight games in the NBA tonight. Going to give you all the scores and information with one hand tied behind my back. NBA performance of the night so far, C.J. McCullough, Portland Trailblazer. McCullough front court. He makes a move against Grant. Pulls back a three-pointer far side. Yes! C.J. McCullough turns to the crowd and says, that's what I do. Brian Wheeler with the call on Rip City Radio. Yes, that's how I roll. C.J. had 50 points, and he didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Blazers tamed the Bulls 124-108. Kemba Walker, the Charlotte Hornets, went off tonight against the Hawks. Walker on a slow dribble. Gets a screen, gets a three off from the right. Good. Steve Martin called it on the Jerk Radio Network. Hornets A.J. the Hawks 123-110. Kemba Walker, 38 points on WMMS Cleveland tonight. LeBron James and the Cavaliers found a team they could be. Wade rebounds, long outlet pass to LeBron, makes the catch. LeBron to the basket, gets hit, puts it up, puts it in. And LeBron James has a chance for the three-point Cavs turned down the heat, 91-89. LeBron had 24 points and 11 rebounds. Your other finals, Magic Voodoo Boogaloo, the Lakers, 127-105. Pacers boo-boo the Grizzlies, 105-101. Nets 86 to 76 was 116-108. Celtics humiliated the Knicks 103-73. And one game still in progress at this late hour in the Valley of the Sun, the Grand Canyon State. Suns in front of the Mavericks 87-71-731 exactly left in the game. And now we continue with two guys who were so relaxed on the air. It actually sounds like a pre-show meeting, but it's the actual show. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. So then I said to the guy, I threw the Senate at him. The whole Senate. <laughs> oh, Master Yoda. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tom Looney. Sure, Appreciate no it, buddy. There we go. <laughs> 
We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. I mean, I watch the robot chicken Darth Vader phone call to the Emperor at least once every couple of months. No, it's a good move. Yeah. There's you, no question. You know what my daughter has just discovered? Zoe's just discovered because now she's very into the Back to the Future, the movie. Why? She's just, Back to the Future is a fun movie. She's really into you're, Back to the Future. You're staying away from the sequels, though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. just the first one. Because they don't exist. No, and she loves loves the first. She's really into it. No, no, and, no. you got to show her the hoverboard. Uh, oh, we could show her. Eh, There's about three yeah, scenes in the okay. other movies that work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't wasn't a great two and three. No, they're not good. Those were Seriously? Uh, but now, you know what we showed her today she loves is the Biff song. The song, the song that Biff did, uh, you know, all, all the things that's happened to him in his life since he did Back to the Future. It's called Nobody uh, Calls Me Chicken, right? Said, <laughs> no, no, he, he, uh, he does it. He, he's a stand-up comedian. He does stand-up comedy. Stand-up, sure. And he, he does a song about, you know, I want to talk about some things that have, you know, you're going to ask me after the show, and I think this might solve a lot of questions. So he starts and he says, what's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice. What's Michael J. Fox like? Nice guy. What's Michael J. Fox like? He's an alien. And he goes through all these things that he's been asked over and over throughout the years, and he gives his answer. Was that real manure? No, it wasn't. Was, you know. And she's into that now. The question song. The question song by Biff. By Biff. That's right. All right, then. You know, when that came out, I tried to get on my show back on ESPN Radio. I said, come on, dude, let's talk about this. And I never heard back from him. Never. Who's huh. putting him on the show? Who's putting him on TV anyway? A lot of people. Really? Yep. You've seen Biff Tannen on a lot sure. of places? <laughs> Whenever there's an anniversary. Every five years, that Back to the Future, we commemorate its existence. Or you go on the tour at Universal. <laughs> you may have a reference to Biff. It's gone now. It's Simpsons Ride now. Simpsons Ride. It's gone. Back to the Future's gone. Yeah, poor went out. Well, but they still reference it often sure. on the tour. Tom Brady, will he retire after the Super Bowl? There's no. odds. You can actually place a bet on that. We'll talk to our man in Vegas coming up on the show Friday night for more on that prop bet. We're going to go through all 200-plus props. Yes, the odds that Pink's national anthem goes two minutes long. Who will decide when Tom Brady retires? We now know the answer to that. Giselle, but... Erroneous. Patriots president, Jonathan Kraft, says Tom Brady will decide when to call it quits. In other words, the Patriots have decided Tom Brady is our guy, and when he says, I can't play anymore, that is when we will move on. This shows you, after that ESPN report that came out, that Belichick and Brady don't like each other, Brady won the power struggle over Belichick by getting Bob Kraft to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, and Bill Belichick didn't want to have it done. Belichick and Alex Guerrero didn't get along. Guerrero was claiming that they were high-fiving after that came out. Yeah, we high-fived after I was banned from the sideline and banned from the team flight. We were high-fiving, really? Come on. Really? All a smokescreen, because everybody talked about that instead of them actually doing their jobs. Tom Brady's power is greater than Bill Belichick's power. As we've seen, Bob Kraft was forced to make a choice, and he sided with Tom Brady over Bill Belichick. This is now how it's going to end in New England, and it's going to be bitter. It's going to be like that that, uh, Betty Davis-Joan Crawford feud or or, uh, Jefferson and Hamilton. They want to just be bitter at each other, and and whoever wins is the one who dies last. Is it funny that the Jefferson-Hamilton is the more timely of references? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, although, what was it, a year ago they had the – 
was Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon did that yeah, show? Yeah, for no, FX? but that's the show. Yeah. But what percentage of our audience would realize that that was actually a show? Thomas Jefferson. I'll, I'll let the clock the play the Jeopardy theme while we wait and calculate those three and a half percent that knew that that show existed. Madison, you Madison, Madison, take your medicine. Whereas Hamilton, yes. This is going to be who outlasts the other in New England. Belichick is going to try to outlast Brady and win this war by saying, see, I outlasted you, you left, now I have a new quarterback and I'm winning. So really the credit goes to me. People are saying Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, No, and the credit goes to me. And Brady is going to play as long as he can, try to outlast Belichick and hopefully get Belichick to say, listen, I'm done I'm retiring, and I'm going to still play and still play great till I'm 45. Or say, I am playing till 45, and that's when I'm going to retire. And I told you when I was going to retire, and it's on my terms. It's like, I mean, it's like the wire. It's going to be like Avon and Stringer. Who gets the other one first? Sorry, spoiler alert. Who gets the other one first? I don't know who Brother Mozone is. Maybe that's, maybe that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe Scott Zolak is Omar. Anyway, that's what's going to happen. They're going to try to outlast the other. So now this marriage in New England, it's like going to be they're going to be in a death grip with each other for the rest of the time they're there because they each want to outlast the other and win this war of Belichick versus Brady. Is this your Jets fandom creeping through? No, because I'm not happy about that. Because I see want both of them gone. <laughs> no, I want both of them gone because that's when we'll start winning again. I still want to know who all the 12 to 15 or however many people were allegedly talking about this. I want to know who all these – these folks are. I still claim they're like the movie Split. It's all one guy. <laughs> you think it was one guy, different personalities? It's one guy. Calling Seth Wickersham. I got 17 phone calls back in a row. But that's Oh, the, by the way, you just spoiled way. Split, apparently. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> For the Again, oh, anybody that wanted to see it saw it the first week and a half of release. But that was the end really of that. Do you really think that everybody just made up? I just don't buy that, that after all these years of everybody being tight-lipped that suddenly that many people are speaking. So I think it's being protected that here's multiple reports. But it was this year where things got really bad. But, but I still don't buy that in the Patriots locker room or around that organization, suddenly everybody's got loose lips going, ooh, you don't know what what's going on. He hates him, and it's terrible, and let me gossip some more. Yeah, oh, wait, but, I hear him yeah, coming no, down the but hall. but you never know. And with so many people, which is, you know what, Brady or Belichick or somebody else going, you know what, I want this to get out. So I'm going to say no, this. I, oh, I, yeah, no, I've no I heard you're telling you, them that. Now that I'm going to get my side That it might be out. sourced by, from a Belichick party or, or someone that's close to Brady. But I don't think there are 12 of them, is Hi. my point. Hi, is this Seth Wickersham? Uh, is this Bill Belichick? No, this is Bob Vanacek. I'm going to have some stories for you coming up next. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Garvin live. I don't even know what that was. From the guy goes, did you like how Bill Belichick became Bob Banachek? <laughs> is this Bill Belichick? No, nope. Bob, Bob Banachek. Uh, coming up next, the day after, the biggest news in the NFL this week. We'll break it all down, Fox. I hate that song. Great news, great news. You want to save money, go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. And while the Super Bowl this week, the party's in full swing, everybody's out in freezing cold-ass Minneapolis going, gotta get to the 
a party. Got to be careful it's, out there. You start drinking and you're out. So and cold. Zero. So cold. I'm going to stay in the hotel. Might not, that might be the best move. Oh, hang no, out there, in the hotel. Listen, there's times in college when I was younger and wanted to go out where it's like, I'm in the dorm room and I'm hammered at 9 o'clock. I'm just going to stay in. I don't buy it. I've been drinking in sweatpants. I still think you Frank the Tank. I've been drinking in sweatpants. I'm okay. Two Smirnoff Ices in. Stop. I didn't discover Smirnoff Ice until I was like 30. I I actually used to go to Zima parties. I knew it. When when it came out. (laughs) Like there was a couple of of bars in series having Zima parties. Like, yeah, I'll show up. And when I first went to one, I had no idea what a Zima party was. This girl that was really hot said, hey, you should come to the Zima party tonight. And I'm going... Yeah, where is it? She tells me the bar, and I go, okay, great, I'll see you there. And, you know, this is before the internet, and I could look stuff and up, Uber. and I go, and I go, what is a Zima party? Like, is everybody wearing a toga? Is like, I, I didn't know, like, what's a Zima party? I didn't know, I had no idea. I thought it was like this, I thought it had, like, some kind of Greek or Roman motif, and people were wearing laurels in there. I had no yes, idea. Yes, the oh, festival of the Zima. Oh, okay, it's a drink. Zima was terrible, by the way. Yeah, right next door to the Odul house. <laughs> Is so bad, but it brought people together, and uh, that's yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, people found a little bit of love, little and pleasure that, in each other's company. And that girl who was twenty at the time, and I met her at the bar, Zima Knight. We had a great time, and now they're banging no, each other. No, because a week later, she started dating a guy who was twenty years older than she was, who could pound like twelve Zimas. You no, know, he could buy. I think is what it <laughs> I'm was. I'm really glad you finished that I can pound 12 Zimas. We're leaving together. What is okay. this going to be? Name that tune? No. <laughs> I can give a full case and a half. Take that. How many Zimas can you pound? Oh, yeah, that's a question. How much do you think I could bench press? So the the kid had no game? Not not on that closing night, Closing no. on Zima not night? Not on that night, no. No, she was no Because I thought we'd talk, and we, I was great. And then I found out. Oh, she, she got, the guy's like 40. Yeah. And I think they got married. Well, he was experienced. No. Come on. Only slightly creepy. <laughs> Now, if they're still married, she's, you know, 47 and he's almost 70. Oh, that'd be Just a pretty good run, that. though. Yeah, uh, there's uh, definitely okay. no way he's still alive. No, wow. Why would Because he? <laughs> he drank wow! Zima. <laughs> you pound Zima, that's going to cut he your life him off. short. <laughs> he's hanging with all the musk rats we took out in hour one. Stop, stop. We'll get super shot. We'll talk more muskrats coming up next hour. Something I never thought I'd say. <laughs> but today was the day after. The Alex Smith trade to the Washington Redskins. And now attention turns to Kirk Cousins. And already today... What is he going to get at Steak and Shake? (laughs) That was the big question (laughs) in the morning. How many more interviews can he do? And what will he eat at Steak and Shake? Kirk, how many muskrats could you eat in 10 minutes? Um, Stop shooting the muskrat. Well, we've got to have a supply of muskrat. And Tyshirt has taken it upon himself to go to, not a musket, Frostburg, a musket. you got to hang up on Drew Brees so we can get Kirk Cousins on the phone. you got to let him go so we can free up that line. Not if he's going to the Broncos. That no, guy's dead not, to me. <laughs> so already Broncos players are stepping up saying Kirk Cousins needs to be our quarterback. Today, Von Miller, Radio Row, with JT the Brick right here on Fox Sports Radio, says, yeah, Kirk, come on over. No, I, 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 I want Kirk Cousins. You know, um, I can say that. But, you know, our organization is uh, ran by Super Bowl championship quarterback. Yes. John Elway, he's going to make the right decision for 
not only uh, the team, but for the whole organization. He's made championship decisions before, and they've uh, brought us all the way into this point, so I don't expect to, to see a change. I can say I want Kirk Cousins because I don't have to worry about, like, you know, Brock or Simeon or Paxton getting mad at me. Here's my one concern about Kirk Cousins because I like Kirk Cousins more than, than, than most do. Kirk Cousins, as I said last night, he's a guy that when things are going well, he's great. He's a video game. It's how is he putting up these numbers? He's unstoppable. Then when he runs into adversity, he struggles. When he shouldn't struggle. Games, he goes 18 for 40. How does he do that? I don't know. How is he going to deal with having the instant pressure of, you come here, we're going to win the Super Bowl? I mean, that's tough. You get to Denver, and the expectation is, we got Kirk Cousins, we're going to the Super Bowl. You go to the Jets, and, well, you're here, we're going to the playoffs. I mean, that, that's really big fishbowl to jump into when suddenly you have to be the savior, and that's the thing I don't know. That's the one thing that makes me nervous about Kirk Cousins. Is he that kind of pressure guy? Because that, I don't know. I wonder if, to some degree, it's not a function. What you're seeing it not also a function of the organization keeping him at arm's length, right? Because Jay Gruden made it pretty clear in the exit interview. We talked about it yesterday after the trade was announced that he made it clear towards the end of the year that Kirk Cousins was not his guy, right? Seven and nine. Ah, how outstanding can he be? Yeah, he was twenty-seven and thirteen. Most most teams would kill for a quarterback with that touchdown to interception ratio and over four thousand yards. Oh, by the way, here's the laundry list of injuries and other things that he had to deal with en route to those numbers. So I think you go to an organization that embraces him and has other leaders around him. I think it would be just fine. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at swollen dome. Which means no Jets. Yeah, there's no leadership. There's no. Which means he goes to Denver. He's got Von Miller. I told you, he's at least got a guy he can work with. It's going to end with him in Denver. Coming up next, why you never make a Super Bowl bet involving tattoos? Yeah, this used to be the King song. They would they would used to come out to this. The L.A. Kings. They would come out for their uh, pregame skate to this. I'll tell you what, Prowler guitar solo. So underrated. Just have a live band there playing it, wailing away. I mean, it's a weird song. It's about you know, it's a weird. You don't have to go into the lyrics. It's a weird. I mean, it is the slide over baby hour. You can kind of take things in prowlers and odd directions. Hey, by the way, Elon Musk did something really big today. Okay, did he? He went to Mars in a Desoto. No, he has sold out all twenty thousand flamethrowers at five hundred dollars (laughs) each. Flamethrowers. The boring company is sold out of flamethrowers. I can't, can't get a flamethrower. I'm a little upset. I would. I didn't. I didn't. How much pull is the flamethrower? It was 500 bucks. You should put that on your Christmas list. Flamethrower. <laughs> your wife wakes you up. Mary who wakes who you up. are you for a Halloween? <gasps> I'm Jim Brown. Yeah, but how do you go <laughs> test it out? Like, is there a place you can't go test no, it out? No, legally, like I don't know. Legally, there's problems. You know, it's like, you know, I feel bad enough sometimes when, the, like, you let the uh, the Chinese lanterns go because they go all the way up and planes see them and they could have to dive out of the way. I feel bad enough having a Chinese lantern. Forget about a flamethrower. Yeah, I'm going to go in the forest and test out this flamethrower. It's really whoa. not good for anybody. Whoa, 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 whoa. On your guinea pig. Like, no, come on. Charbroiled. Going to flash fry a guinea pig? <laughs> the loser goes in the fire. <laughs> the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you could save on auto insurance. You miss any of the show? Just about an hour from now, the best of goes right up on social media. Wherever you want to go find it, it's there. Go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com. Use the iHeartRadio app. 
iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. Listen to the whole show, parts of it, whatever you want. Rate us. Give us five stars. We'll love you for the rest of our natural lives. Big well, stuff. And, and beyond. Well, I, natural lives. Well, when, when no one's here anymore, you're not really, don't really care, care anymore. You know, that was that was a Beano Cook, the late Beano Cook would always tell me in our conversations every week. He would say, I would he goes, Do you ever worry about being wrong? And I said, No. I said, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but if I'm right, I'm right. And if I'm right more than I'm wrong, I'm okay. He said, I always wanted to make all kinds of crazy predictions the day before I die. And I said, Why? He goes, Because that way if I'm wrong, I'm dead and I won't care. And I always thought that was pretty funny. Great and I don't care. I don't care if that happens. Do what thou wilt, because uh, you'll be dead and you won't care. I That's miss, too long for a T-shirt slogan, but I think we're on to something. Uh, I, I miss Beano Cook every day. I really do. I miss him every single day. Uh, as we get set for the Super Bowl, today's one of those days where the stories that came out of Minneapolis are all ones that make you look sideways. Sometimes you get great news. You get sound bites and people say things You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But sometimes you get the crazy, and the crazy is always good. Yeah, I mean, all we really got in terms of player sound bites that were quick were the Rob Gronkowski, it's freezy, freezy here. That was pretty good. <laughs> How would you describe the weather? It's freezy, freezy. Freezy, freezy. It's funny because I don't know him. Uh, the way your three-year-old would <laughs> describe it. <laughs> the first crazy story comes to us courtesy of Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. If you've seen video or pictures of Jacob Fry. He looks like a 22-year-old kid, and he's the mayor of Minneapolis. He's actually 36, but he looks younger than Brad Stevens. I mean, really, he looks like I'm wearing a suit that doesn't belong to me, but he's the mayor of Minneapolis. I don't know how, but he is. They like change. They, li- they, thought- they like hope and someone with grand ideas. I thought Ragnar was the mayor. Oh No, you- he was ousted. Yeah. He asked for too much money. Dude, once you put on a cheese head, you're dead to the people of Minnesota. You're dead. You yeah, you might as well put on an Eagles jersey. Yeah, I'm, I can't believe he hasn't done that well, yet. I mean, there are a lot of Packer fans time. in Minnesota, but <laughs> they might not come out and support you openly in the polls. So Jacob Fry decided to put a tourism video out because with the spotlight on Minneapolis this week, many people are wondering and curious about the weather and things to do in the dead of winter in Minneapolis. And Jacob Fry put out a video saying, hey, we have a big week going on in Minneapolis. We have this and this and this and all the fun tourism things to do. But then he ended his video with a big welcome to the teams competing in the Super Bowl. Swag! <laughs> a big welcome to the New England Patriot and Philadelphia Eagles fans. For the Eagles fans, don't worry. We're going to be greasing all the lampposts so you feel right at home. So come on out, have a great time, and make sure you come back to visit us again. Are we seriously welcoming the Eagles fans? I dig that. It's I like so it. awesome. I like it. We have, we have in one week single-handedly built a huge rivalry now between the Eagles and Vikings. It's awesome. They a lot hate of the each principal other. players will be gone from this. Doesn't matter. The fans, a- the fans just uh, they can't stand each other. The Vikings fans the are being horribly in Philadelphia. Now they're Minnesota fans who say we're going to pose as Uber drivers and drive people who are Eagles fans like to the outer reaches of the city. I mean, all these You're gonna things are going to get bad ratings if you do that. It's No, this is awesome, <laughs> awesome. 
the the greased pole joke fell flat. Yeah, that one didn't work very well. Anything that's written for a politician never goes over well. I would do really it on the wanted fly. at least one or two nods to the economic impact of the city and how they were going to be able to do all sorts of infrastructure improvement with Eagle fan money. That's kind of what I was hoping. It might have been a little bit wordy and a little bit, you know, too heady, but it seemed like there was an opportunity to say, yeah, we got your cash. I, I just, I wish that more things are off the cuff, like that bit at the end about him trolling the Eagles fans. Because anytime something is written for a politician, it comes across dry and awful. It's like, ah, okay. It's like, what was what, like teleprompter Trump versus Twitter Trump? I mean, which Trump is more entertaining? It's Twitter Trump. Teleprompter Trump is, ah, okay. I mean, you get boring stuff from people. Do you ever wonder if when the tweets are composed for the president, he just kind of th- is throwing out some idea and you really some, think he doesn't do it himself right and someone I, and someone has to parse that together no. and try to come up with 100 i don't think 40 to 280 they, characters there is nobody that helps you him really with that. think he's pecking this of course out he is probably on a blackberry and he's chinese pe- I, I guarantee you he is there's no way he's not doing it himself you there's are no fake way. news there's no way he's doing it he, he has to be the stuff that he tweets out no way no way. The, all the stuff he ends, not not fair, sad with a with a big exclamation point. I mean, there's no way it's not him. Yeah, I don't know. I, just, no way. It's going to be one of the great questions of the presidency <laughs> at the end of term or two terms or whatever happens. Uh, president, uh, on the way out, did you really write all those tweets yourself? <laughs> I think he would say, yes, of course he did. Well, he would take credit for it. There's, yeah, no, there, there's no way he doesn't. There's no way. Uh, the other big story today out of the Super Bowl was a bet made between the Eagles' Chris Long and Eagles linebackers coach Ken Flagell. When Chris Long signed with the Eagles in the offseason, they talked about goals for the season, and Flagell, who he's known for a while, they talked and they said, hey, listen – if we get to the Super Bowl, Ken, I'll put a tattoo of your face on my body. And Flagel said to him, hey, don't, you, know, you don't want to say that because you never know things happen crazy in, in the NFL. You never know what could, how things unfold. And here are the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and Chris Long is there. He was asked about the bet today, and Chris Long said yes. He actually reminded me of it a couple of weeks ago, and I will do it. I will find a place to put his head on my body, tattoo, if we win the Super Bowl. I always say a couple of things should be blanket rules for people in, in the world. Uh, number one, don't take naked pictures of yourself and act surprised when they show up online. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Don't take naked pictures of yourself. Can't win can't with do it. it. You should be able to, but you can't because someone's going to hack them. I mean, I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, I'm sure someone would even hack mine. Not that there's any. But if I did, Doubtful. they'd probably hack him. They would say, oh, that's Jason Smith. Look, he's got Jets underwear on. But <laughs> I'm going to eat that ass I up. mean, I, whoa, whoa. How about that? That escalated quickly. He's got Jets underwear on his head is what I was going to say. Certain things. Never bet ink. That's my next thing. Because there's some kind of power in the world that when you bet ink, it comes back and you have yeah, to put it on your body. Yeah, but here's a specificity thing, right? As long as it's a pre-approved, like this is going to be his 63-year-old coach's head. 
It's good, and by the and as it ages, it's going to look like, dude. You have the Crypt Keeper on your. No, on, that's on, fine. It'll look like him. It'll look like Hank Hill's dad. You, whatever the case you may have be. The old guy from the Six Flags commercials. Look at I can do this with my muscles to make him dance like he did in the commercial. But the, <laughs> with his pecs doing that. Exactly. At least there's some specificity to it. As opposed to you have to get ink related to just some wide ranging kind of uh, proposition, right? Like fantasy football leagues. Yeah. It's become a popular thing. Yes, you may have to dress a certain way or do some kind of crazy stuff. But there's also the, hey, you've got to get a tattoo. It or works. you go into the fire. No, no, no. And the loser goes. No, because oh, you kind of do by getting tattooed. You're kind <laughs> of going under into the fire. Anytime you bet tattoos, you have to realize you you could lose. And they, and like I said, there's some kind of power in the world that if you bet ink, some kind of god is the god of tattoos is going to say, make sure that guy loses. Buddy, I, I studied a lot of. That's how it goes. Mythology. Back in the day, I don't remember the god of tattoos. I well, yes, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, uh, Inkwell is his in- name. Inkwell, yes. the god of tattoos. Because I'm trying to get you and Fabiano, right? My, yeah, Our buddy Michael Fabiano from over at the NFL Network. He's going to come on the show tomorrow. Yeah, night. He Yankees wants to make a and Mets and you guys bet. and all your your nonsense going back and forth, slap fighting on Twitter. Oh, he's and a I, lunatic. Oh, if if I win, you <laughs> you have to wear Yankees hats and jerseys. Boring, yeah, yeah. boring. There's no viral. Those, there's no value to us whatsoever Fabiano, in that. Fabiano so, is a typical Yankee fan where when the Mets were clearly better up until this year, he was silent. Now the Yankees are loaded. They get Stanton. Now it's, hey, we got to make a bet, and I'll wear Mets stuff if we have a better record, and you wear yeah. I'm like, oh, where were you for the two years before that? Now we're loaded, so now I'm talking. That's every Yankee fan. Every Yankee fan does. Well, but then you get to caveat it out with the over-under of strikeouts from Aaron Judge. But I think if you guys were to bet ink, that'd be interesting on a whole other level. And you may get some viral sensation. I'm looking for value for the show, okay? I, looking for the value you know for what? the show and my entertainment. Coming up next, I will tell you about the time I bet ink lost and actually got a tattoo on the show I was doing. How about that? How about that? I'm so excited. And it involved the Patriots and the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah, how about that, Mr. Fung? (laughs) We got that coming up next. We'll have more on C.J. McCollum's 50-point night as well. This is Fox Sports Radio. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Can't do it. All right. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. You're not in love anymore. Anytime we get some Michael McDonald in and some... Hey, Groovy. Hey, he sounds sexy. Man. Sean, sweet freedom. If you play that Michael McDonald me. video one more time, we'll keep that spirit alive. alive. Take off your uniform. See, now I want to go watch what's happening. <laughs> Taking it to the street. Taking it into the street. Tonight's show brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee Company, veteran-owned, veteran-roasted. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com. That's Black 
riflecoffee.com today and use the code FOXSPORTS20. That's FOXSPORTS20 for 20% off your first order. You know, you my know, boyfriend looks like a catfish. You know, I hear black rifle coffee and I just picture something you're going to drink when you have to get up at butt crack 6 a.m. in the morning and you're like, I need something and you drink that black rifle coffee and suddenly you're aware like you're on a mission somewhere, like you're a spy. Well, there is some different levels of strength, and they have one that is extra strong. Black so. rifle coffee. I think I'm going to ship some of that in. All right, well, that was, uh, yes, we needed the rifle there. Okay, that was fine. The one time it was apropos for you to play the rifle was it's, right It's a musket. Uh, yeah, the, the complete mission fuel kit, one called Beyond Black. But uh, I guess that's the one that's a song is... by Metal Church, I think, Beyond the Black. Yeah. Well, that might so. be. I got Metal Church. The Red, on the White, show. and Brew Roast, Freedom Fuel. I mean, there's lots of coffees to get us rolling, and certainly here in the Geico studio, we uh we consume a lot of it. Before, that's very nice. before we get to Tom Brady telling the story about His bad experience with a dog, because that was the kind of day it was. I know it's the slide over baby hour and all. Uh, We talked a few minutes ago about Chris Long making a bet with his linebackers coach Mm -hmm. in the offseason that if the Eagles won the Super Bowl, he would get a tattoo of his coach's head somewhere on his body. That's not too bad. Never bet ink, because there's some kind of power in the world that if you bet a tattoo on something, you will have to get it. There's some kind of ink god that makes sure you have to get it. What did you call him again? An ink god. Yeah, I know, ink god, but what was the name you gave him? Uh, Inkwell. Inkwell. Inkwell, yes. Yeah, Inkwell, yeah, the ink in- god. Inkwell, the ink god. Yeah. I think his uh, last name's Tebow. I'm oh. so excited. Inkwell Tebow. Wow, can you imagine Tebow with, like, just all of a sudden he shows up and his whole body is tatted up? He's got the Clooney from Dusk Till Dawn tattoo, you know, creeping out from under his, under his uh, shirt sleeves. Got Urban Meyer on his yeah, ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the Demarius Thomas touchdown that acts out as he as you know running up and down his uh, his leg as he runs the three yard throw. See, here's yeah. my pick. It was it was four he, deli- and a he half. delivered that four and a half yard throw uh, with pinpoint oh, precision. It was, on a rope. it was a good throw. My first time around here at Fox when I was first starting out in my broadcasting career, my nascent career, I bet Inc. That the Patriots wouldn't win the Super Bowl. They wouldn't beat the Rams the first time around. 2001 okay. Super Bowl. So on your and person said, right now, you here, actually have ink? Well, here's what happened. I said, I will get a Patriots tattoo if the Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. And I realized, okay, I have to have a contingency plan here. Who did but you I, will, I will get a tattoo. Uh, a bunch of listeners, I think. Who said you should you should do that? I you said, all right, I'll do it. Seems like you should know it, no, if you're betting something I, no, it, that important. It was, okay, it was either that or you no, were no, no. drunk. It was definitely a button. I would never do that on the air, as far as you know. No, it was a bunch of listeners on the air. Little I Red Wide Friday, man. Because I kept saying how there's no way the Rams will lose, and I didn't know that the Patriots had the walkthrough tape, man. I didn't think that was going to happen. So I said, I'll get a Patriots tattoo if the Patriots win. Patriots win. I got to get a tattoo. So what do I do? I go down to Venice Beach, and I find a tattoo artist. Her name was Valeria, and I said, hey, I got to get a tattoo on the air. I need a Patriots tattoo. If I show you a picture, could you give me one? She said, sure. I said, come up to the studio. Uh, here's Sherman Oaks, and, and, and come in. We'll do it on, I'll do it on the air. Did it cost more money to get great. her to come to the studio? No. Here's the thing is that I said, I'll publicize where you do your tattoos, everything else, great. So a couple of things. Number one, she comes up, 
and I actually actually makes me pay her. It's like fifty bucks, and she. I'm like, this is free publicity for. But I said, okay, I made the bet, and I'd I'll make you. I'd I'll make pay you pay fifty too. bucks. I make her. Pay, I pay her fifty bucks, and then I said, you're gonna be the tattoo on the air. She says, great. So she's giving me the tattoo on the air, and she curses. And I said, yeah, you know, you're down on Venice Beach and, you know, in Los Angeles. I said, you know, where are you located again? And she says, I'm right next to the guy that has the, and she says, curses on the air. She says, can I say that on the air? I go, no, you can't say that on the air. Just did. What is, what are you, what are you doing? So she cursed on the air. Okay. She gave me a tattoo. I had to pay her. So I'm like, okay. So I. Paid you for a tattoo. She gave me a tattoo. And I, I had paid to pay her. He's incensed <laughs> by this concept and you of the exchange the of goods no, and no, services no. for cash. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. But I was mainly <laughs> upset that she cursed on the air. And we had to dump it. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, the next day, our boss at the time is going to say, Jason, you had to put a, what did you put? I said, yeah, it was a whole bit I was doing on the air and everything. But luckily, it turned out okay. But what I did was I was smart. You went was, back and stole her mailbox. No. <laughs> was She was a henna tattoo artist. So I got my henna no, Patriots tattoo. That doesn't count. No. No, no that, that's awful. I said tattoo. No, that's. Henna tattoo. No, that's. You are henna. not a man of your word. Henna. You're not a man of your word. Henna tattoo. It's soft. Nope. You know, you know what I learned that lesson about the henna tattoo? You are a horrible person. Is, no, stop. I'm no, a that's, smart that's right, robotic voice. That's me. <laughs> that's right, robotic voice. You are a horrible person. It's because person. in college. Say it again. In college, when I was interning at this radio station, the two on-air DJs, one was a Dolphins fan, one was a Bills fan. And in Syracuse, everybody is Bills fans, which can tell you why I can't stand the Bills. So everybody's a Bills fan. And it was back in the heyday when the Bills are going to Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Yeah, we're the greatest. It's Kelly. It's Rob Riddick. We're awesome, man. And so they bet one guy was a Dolphins fan. And I actually, uh, um, uh, we follow each other on Twitter. And he says, if we, because we're not losing. The Dolphins were playing the AFC title game in Miami. Marino, we're not losing. And they bet that the loser gets a tattoo of the winner's football team on their ass. And the loser goes on the fire. The Bills on the road win like 14-10. And so he had to get, and he still has, a Buffalo Bill tattoo on his ass from that game. I said, okay, if I ever make a tattoo bet, I got to make sure I got a way out of it. So I bet the hen away. But, no, I got you, a but you didn't. You didn't explicitly bet that. I said a tattoo. That you didn't really get a tattoo. And it's ink. If it washed off, it doesn't it's count. ink. Fake. And I bet a tattoo. If someone can lick their thumb. You are fake news. Make the ink run. Can't lick your thumb. It, well, not after it dries. After it dries, you can't lick your thumb and do that. Four-year-olds have hennas. No. <laughs> what four-year-olds do you know have a henna tattoo? That's, they that's, have those at birthday parties. No. Oh, I'd never. No, you don't want a four-year-old to get a henna tattoo. That's, that's a gateway tattoo. That's a gateway to real stuff, like when you're like 13. That's a gateway tattoo. On their palm? Can't do that. Yeah. They're going to say, you know, I kind of like this, so I'm going to go get something stupid like my boyfriend's name on my arm when I'm 13. I love- Really see in the future, aren't you? You don't get out much. (laughs) (laughs) I love cash, you know, or one of the crazy names people name their kids now. What's wrong with naming- what you aspire to have a lot No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just mean, you know, Nick, Dash. What's wrong with Chicago? You know? Right? If you, <laughs> exactly. You know, we always talk about you name your kid Destiny and all these kind of things, and, and you're, you're choosing a vocation. If you say, I name my kid Cash, you're expecting greatness. 
First name straight. I love Perseus. <laughs> I love Draco. Cash, homie. Wait a minute, Draco. <laughs> I love Achilles. <laughs> I mean, just because because people name their kids now like they're naming a dog. Oh, I think this is really cool. I'm going to name my kid this Lamp. That's what <laughs> happened. Lamp. <laughs> I love August. You know, I love Bryce or Blaze. Well, Augie's going to be be popular a little bit because of the book Wonder and and the movie success. Flynn. I love Flynn. Flynn Rider. Here's a little bit of smolder. They still can't get my nose right. That's right. That's what's going to happen. Sound like Telling you. Sound like Shatner. Legend. Oh, I love Legend. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca. The I was going to go Maximus and Minimus if we'd had the ch- twins. <laughs> Sociological experiment in my own house. I love oh, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Got you there, buddy. No, I, I don't. But what uh, am I going to do? I was one of seven. Trust me. Catholic school growing up. Never bet ink. Have a way out. That's how it goes. Because henna is a gateway tattoo. Coming up in one minute. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. The story of the week in the NFL <laughs> from Tom Brady today. But first. A man who was actually, so wrong. A man who was actually working here when I got that henna tattoo. Yes, I remember that very, very vividly. He is. He actually led one of his updates with that story. And fell off the same night. <laughs> he is Tom Looney. Shout with, out to JD. With a gateway to all of your scores That's right. from tonight. NBA performance of the night. C.J. McCullough, Portland Trailblazer. Adam McCullough in front court. He makes a move against Grant. Pulls back a three-pointer far side. Yes! C.J. McCullough turns to the crowd and says, that's what I do! That's Brian Wheeler with a call on Rip City Radio. Yeah, yes. that's how I roll. C.J. had 50, and he didn't even play in the fourth quarter, and the Blazers tamed the Bulls 124-108. Last game of the night, just ended. Suns, who's your daddy? The Mavericks, 102-88. A gaggle of other, actually six other NBA scores. You can find them at foxsports.com. Most exciting college basketball game of the night, a battle for the heart and soul of the Lone Star State. 10th-ranked Texas Tech and Texas. Top of the circle. Evans spaces away, throws it up. Hasta with the call in Big Country nine to seven point one college basketball upset of the night in Ames, Iowa. Unranked Iowa pit snuggled fifteenth ranked West Virginia ninety three seventy seven. We now forge forth into the night with Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, and Kevin Pitsnoggle on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you, Mister Looney. I love it when people get Pitsnoggle. We're live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you could save on auto insurance. So today, Tom Brady gave us absolute gold at his press conference. Many times it's hard to get Tom Brady talking about things. I have no knowledge of anything. Sometimes he likes to clam up. Sometimes he likes to talk. Well, today, because this is the kind of day it was at the Super Bowl, we're talking about tattoos and the Minneapolis mayor trolling Eagles fans. Are we seriously welcoming the Eagles fans? It was a crazy-ass day. 
Tom Brady was actually asked about dogs. You know, Brady being a fancy dog guy. And he told a story about the two times in his life where Tom versus dog didn't go Brady's way. I was bitten by two dogs. One when I was little in Minnesota, my grandpa's farm here. Yeah, I gave the dog a bone and then went down to give the dog a kiss. I was young and he bit right through my lip. So I was pretty rough. And then the second dog bite, which you're referring to, we were in the stadium. There was some some military training going on in our stadium. Mr. Kraft had allowed uh, you know, some military members to do some, some training that they needed to do. And I was able to witness it at night. It was during training camp. We got a chance to go on the field after and meet a lot of the guys. And uh, we went, we're going to take a kind of a team picture. I was walking out to the middle of the field and there's helicopters flying and everyone's lined up. You know, some guys were kind of excited to see us walk out. So I kind of got, was close to all the guys and didn't realize there was dogs. And obviously those weren't, you know, like Labradors, you know, those were tough dogs. And uh, I raised my arms up, like, you know, over my head. And right when I raised my arm up, the dog jumped up and I guess was going for my neck. And the guy grabbed the dog back down and the dog got my thigh on the way down. I was standing there with a bunch of tough guys and they all saw it. And they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, of course I'm okay. But I could feel the cut. But obviously I couldn't say anything. Like, oh man, that hurt, you know, because I'm with like the toughest guys in the world. So I just sucked it up for like an hour after we, you know, said hi to all the guys and so forth. And then it was probably 10.30, when I went back into our training room and I called up Jim Whalen, our trainer, and I said, hey, Jim, um, I have a problem. He was like, what is it? And I said, I, I just got bit by a dog. He's like, well, you got bit by a dog. What are you talking about? So had to come over and get it taken care of. So I have a nice little scar on my, on my quad, thanks to that night. So I learned a very valuable lesson. You know, I feel the same way, Mike Harmon. You know, and I'm surrounded by all the toughest guys in the world when my guinea pig bites me on my finger. I realize, you know, I can't, uh, can't step up and go, hey, I'm kind of in a lot of pain because, you know, the toughest guys in the world are around me. So I just kind of have to bite my lip and then figure it out and clear it out with iodine and do what they do in the movies. Anytime somebody's got a big cut, they get the big gauze pad, they open it with their teeth and their one good arm, and they put it right on, and they pour the peroxide and the rubbing alcohol right onto the arm, and, and I wince, and I put the pad on, and, and suddenly I'm better. You're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. You got time to duck? <laughs> yeah, I like it. He disparages the good name of the Labrador, saying they're not tough. Yeah, well, Labrador. Enough. Apparently, yeah, Tom Brady. You muffs when you talk about labs like that. Oh, is your? I'm sorry. Is Maddie listening? Uh, that's a golden retriever. Oh, okay. Well, oh, Maddie's a golden retriever. But that's the same, right? So Labrador. They're both retrievers. Right? They're two different dogs, Jason. No, I know they're different dogs, but they're both in the retriever family. I like that there's nice, long, awkward... What, how, is the, how is the, How is when I bring up my guinea pig, you guys are like, you know, you know, sharks on raw meat, but then I bring up Frostberg's dog and it's... Fly ball. I mean, she's on her way out too soon, Caught. man. 
What? What do you mean? Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, don't do that to oh, me. Oh, below the belt. Don't do that Look to me. Look at you. She's Look 10. at you. Oh, below do the belt, Jason me. Smith. No, 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 no. Don't do you that to me. You with your spry young guinea pig, <laughs> and you're going after Frostburg's dog. How dare you, sir? You're going after a dog. Oh, who's the one that comes in and says, no one takes care of the dog anymore. The dog is the only one in my house that loves me. I won't say who it is. I'll just look at the party and whistle. Nobody's ever said such a thing. Oh, are you? Oh, oh America the knows dog, how much dog you're lying me. right now. Wasn't me. No, 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 no. This is Harmon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Was that some, Sorry, was that Harmon? Yeah, <laughs> that was Harmon. Funny. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> no, that's only really gone sideways. Yeah, you got your kid. You got your daughter as a dog. They loved it for a day, and now you're the one taking it out every I day. Do. It's the only yeah, look. What's What's interesting with him though? Yeah. He hates everybody. He has really taken on my personality. He'll go walking, and he'll start strolling, and all of a sudden, someone comes walking by, and he, he's tiny. Like, he wants to tear everyone apart. Like, and then as soon as they pass, starts whimpering, like waiting, waiting to see if they're going to reverse course and come after him. It's really an interesting um, psychological experiment, each walk around the block. In, in the order of living things in your house that love you, yeah. Rankings. Yeah. Week, weekly rankings. Sure. Is the dog in the top spot every week? Does no. the dog love you more than everybody else? No. Uh, you Not tell me course. everybody leaves in the morning, does does their thing, the dog comes and hangs out with you, and you two and the dog well, all day. But they, they, I don't keep them Erroneous. home from school. I don't know what kind of house you're running, but my kid actually goes to school. No, I know. My daughter's going to school. My wife goes to work. But you're telling me on the weekends it I happens, too. I feel bad for that guinea pig if you're making him watch Mets games. <laughs> I have a I, no. I have a little cesspitous uh, little sweater for him there, but I put on guy. it. You're knitting around. little guinea pig sweaters. Little, little guinea you know, pig there's probably sweater. a business to be this had. Is cesspitous on it. Oh no, Ma- made out of bacon. You. <laughs> I actually the loser to, goes in the fire. I actually used and to now have, you have a bacon wrapped guinea pig. Uh, I, I used to have a Mets the harness loser for him. Goes in the fire. Like it was like a little pet harness, like for people that want to take out their their you know cats or whatever. Yeah, that's it is. cruelty and to you animals, Jason. No, if you want to take them out for a walk, but don't want to worry about them running away from wait, you. Wait, wait, wait! You're taking a guinea pig out for a walk? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I used to have this little thing, and it was a Mets <laughs> harness. It was a guinea pig wait, Mets harness. What? And I put, no. Yeah, because you can't let a guinea pig run around. You also have the leash for, for Zoe when she was little, no, too. No, because you let a guinea pig run around, and suddenly a hawk or, a, or, or some kind of bird goes, hey, lunch, thanks for the filet mignon, and they come down and go, rawr! And then, no, you want to be able to have it on a, you know, so you can <laughs> save it from any predator that comes in. Back to Brady for a sec. Yeah. Where the hell are you yeah, living? Thankfully. Normally, tough guys don't go out there and say they're tough. No, tough guys. Well, don't he never say called that. himself tough. Yes, understand. he did. And normally, every time something happens to Brady and he gets a cut, we find out about it. Oh, I, oh, I was a, gushing. I hit a helmet, or oh, you know, I I tried to get dirt out of my cleats and I couldn't. So now Jimmy Garoppolo's got to start. This though, we never heard about this though. Never heard. We oh, everything else about Brady. I just like the throwaway uh, line, kind of like yeah, I was going for my neck. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger would ask the dog to bite him just so he could leak that story <laughs> to Ed Bouchette. And then we can find out what happened. It's too soon, bro. Sorry, was that too on the nose? Was that was that yeah, too on the nose? Those military dogs out there in New England, they'll it's get you. <laughs> it's a nice animated story, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and, and the dogs in New England bark like this. Raph, 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 Raph. I'm now picturing you rocking your guinea pig Ruff. around the block. No, but then it didn't work because the guinea pig got too fat because we feed it all the time. And now it won't fit in that harness anymore, so now it's done.
Yeah, think, it probably did that purposely. We so, we sold it at a yard sale for like fifty cents. Someone actually bought it. I said, yeah, you can take a guinea pig out for. Oh, that's great. We had a guinea pig. Are you kidding me? I said, here, fifty cents. Woman bought it for fifty cents. It what was the like hell it was like a twelve dollar guinea pig harness. We sold between it this cents. and the emotional support peacock story. <laughs> it's been a pretty crazy forty eight hours here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Listen, in or in order of toughness, I'm tougher than Brady because getting bit by a guinea pig is no fun. They think your thumb is food. They want to test it all the time because all they do is eat. Their teeth are sharp. With Watch your panda-like out. hands, yes, is the guinea pig small enough to where you start thinking about, you know, a perfect spiral back into its habitat? <laughs> Touchdown, Jets! Coming up next, the play of the night and the biggest question after a performance that was great but could have been legendary. This is Fox. I yes, love piggybacking. I like greased up poles. I eat cookies good. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Great news! You want to save money? Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Well, tonight was a phenomenal night for one NBA player specifically, but it could have been greater. And no, it wasn't Porzingis. The Knicks scored 73 points. That was a good effort in that 30-point blowout. And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, best wishes to Isaiah Cannon, who fractured his left ankle after a layup attempt against the Mavericks. The video is awful. Yeah, it is don't ugly. watch it. You don't want to watch it. It's bad. Uh, hopefully he will heal as well as he can. When it happened, the game was on ESPN. They cut right away from it. They didn't show it on the floor. You see it once, and many people with their heads in their hands. It's ugly. It's disgusting. It's really, really tough. Again, all best thoughts to him as uh, he recovers from that really ugly injury. I want to give, I don't know what you call it, to uh, Jared Dudley, who stayed with him as medical personnel and the trainers and everybody got there. Pretty much every other player ran for the hills, covering their eyes, pulling sweatshirts over their eyes, everything, everything like that. He stayed there and talked, talked him through until they were able to get proper personnel to get him carted out. So... Uh, showing uh, a bit of leadership and, and compassion for his teammate. Uh, but our play of the night, though, uh, is something that is is more positive, which is good. And again, best thoughts to Cannon as he recovers from this. The Blazers beat the Bulls tonight, one twenty four, one oh eight. Okay, fine. Yeah, it sounds like your your typical night. But what a night for CJ McCollum. The Blazers guard goes for fifty in the win, but here's the thing. It could have and it should have been bigger. Now to McCollum front court. He makes a move against Grant. Pulls back a three-pointer far side. Yes! C.J. McCollum turns to the crowd and says, that's what I do! Blazers Radio Network on the call. McCollum had 28 points in the first quarter. Didn't play in the fourth quarter. Now, obviously, the Blazers were crushing the Bulls. It didn't matter. But this is what I don't get sometimes. A player having a night like this, McCollum's never going to have a night like this again. 28 points in the first quarter. At the end of a player's career, he's always going to think. He'll think about this game every day. I guarantee you Mello thinks about when he had 60 points and Mike Woodson took him out for the final nine minutes of the game when he broke the Madison Square Garden point record. He thinks, why didn't he leave me in? 
what could I have gotten to? Could I have gotten to 70, 75? Could I have scored 80? Could I have topped Kobe's 81? Getting to Will Chamberlain, all right, that's pretty much impossible. But if everything goes right, could I get to 81? And there's a few times where that can happen. This was one of those nights. McCollum had 28 in the first quarter. This is not, oh, it's a 15-point first quarter for Steph Curry. This is a 28-point first quarter from McCollum. This is the kind of night. And Terry Stott sits him for the first six minutes of the second quarter and the entire fourth quarter. And I don't know why, how you do that. How you don't let your guy go, you know what, tonight is your night. Keep chucking, keep going. If things get out of whack, you get tired, you go a few minutes, don't score, I'll take you out of the game. We're killing the Bulls right now. Let's let let you go do this. This is this is the equivalent of when a pitcher comes to the a manager comes to the mound in the eighth inning and tells his pitcher, Yeah, I know you got a no hitter, but you've thrown 110 pitches. I'm going to the bullpen. This is a night you'll this is it. This is why you compete as an athlete. And when you allow that pitcher to stay in, you win over the whole team. Hey, he's letting so-and-so stay in to try to get this no-hitter. Man, I hope he gets it. Let's get to a point. I don't understand why coaches don't let players stay in. I know your thought is always, if I leave a guy in in a blowout and he gets hurt, that's going to be terrible. I was, uh, but, you know, this is a game. You're playing the game. Leave McCollum in. See what he can do. At the end of his career, he's going to go, boy, how many points could I have scored? If coach let me in, let's just say in the first six minutes of the second quarter, he scores 10 points and that's conservative, but let's just say he scores 10 and then let's say in the fourth quarter, he scores 10. He's at 70. So conservatively, he's at 70. He could have gotten to 80 tonight. He could have gotten 80. He could have, he could have break, broken Kobe's record. I mean, not the record, but he could have broken Kobe's mark of 81 and had the second most points in the game. It could have happened tonight, and still they took him and out. now, like it. the number of licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop, three. the world may never know. Three. No, you'll never know. I mean, maybe he doesn't, but no. you take him out. If he's, if he's going to get have a generic 50, uh, it's a generic night, but if you're going to be 50-55 points, I get we're taking you out. Well, but this is rarefied air. 50 points tonight. That ties him for eighth all-time on the single-game scoring list for the Trailblazers, right? Not even getting anywhere near the the top of the heap for the NBA as a whole. And you look at the type of night you're having, and I know you've got a lot of metrics, right? Everybody's going back to the Boogie Cousins injury and charting how many minutes he'd played and all of these, you know, between rests and everything to say, okay, it was fatigue that got him. And it was because he played this much, and here's the graph that shows where the injuries, and no doubt there's somebody doing those analytics for the Blazers as well and kind of pondering that. But you have an opportunity here with with the ridiculous night he had, 28 in the first, starts to trend, starts to pick up steam. It's like, all right, let's see the encore. There he is on the bench. Yeah. Kills the narrative. I mean, 29 minutes he played. Just give him him the shot. If he goes cold... Eventually, just put the ice on the arm and let him sit down. You're already up 25. But I got—I tell you, the Bulls gave him a good run for those final three quarters. Oh, they did. They—they they played him just about even, right? Yeah, yeah. You take that and hang good a job. banner on yeah, that. Yeah, take effort. that for data. Too soon for David Fisdale. Too no, soon. No, not really. Explain it to me. For Mike Harmon, I'm Jason Smith. Hit us up on Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. My buddy Ben Maller coming up next Cusio. on Fox. <laughs> 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.